Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. In this episode, this was kind of like a deer camp episode. My buddies, Brad Zank and Gary Gruno, were down here doing some scouting around in southern Indiana, and they were staying at my house, and we sat down and talked about how that went, and then we got into a whole bunch of other conversations from Zank went to Iraq in war to, oh, I don't know, broadheads to all kinds of things. You guys are going to enjoy this one. Before we start, I got to talk to you about something my partners have going on. If you're tired of spending money on trail cameras you use as tools only to find out they're built like freaking toys, or you've struggled with unreliable, not so dependable cameras or experienced customer service that flat out disappointed you, I've been there. Those problems literally birthed Exodus eight years ago when they shipped their first camera. Exodus had a clear desire to not only build elite products that enabled you to set it and forget it all season long, but also to back them like no other company was willing to, with an unmatched level of customer service and support. See for yourself why Exodus has over 15,000 satisfied customers. They've quickly become known for their five-year no BS warranty, quality cameras, and best-in-class customer service. You heard that right. Exodus believes in their products so much every single camera is backed by a five-year warranty that includes theft and accidental damage coverage each camera is checked for quality control standards before it leaves the warehouse if they wouldn't use it you don't get it exodus is so confident you'll love your new exodus camera they're offering you the listener of this show 15 percent off your next order today just use code bte if you don't love it Get your money refunded in the first 30 days and just send her back. Exodus really has two excellent cell cam options for uh, all budgets, and they start at just $179. Plus, you're 15% off there. You use the code BTE. They have competitive data plans that allows you to purchase a plan and use the data as you see fit. They want you to be in control. There's no annual commitment and no limit on how many cameras you can run on one plan. You can share cameras with friends, no charge, which makes the Exodus lineup a great option for hunting clubs and leases. There are no additional fees for HD photo requests. That's pretty nice. No additional fees for video uploads. And all cameras share data on a single data plan for easy management. See for yourself why so many have made the switch to Exodus and experienced the Exodus difference. Use code BTE to get 15% off your next order today. Now let's talk about Osseo gear. It's a great option for whitetail hunters. They develop a premium line of bow hunting gear that will rival any other clothing on the market in quality. Plus, you got a lifetime warranty on anything you buy from Osseo, which is pretty nice. They have a super unique camo pattern and great technology in their garments to keep you comfortable in the stand so visit asiogear.com get you some premium hunting clothing also i want to talk about hunting beast gear makers of the beast stand and beast sticks in my opinion the best option for a mobile hunter that's looking to pound the public land or just hop around on your private land i don't hardly worry about permanent stands anymore on the a uh, few pieces of private I do have. I just use that beast stand and sticks, and I got so good with putting it up, uh, taking it up and down. I really feel comfortable using it in any scenario whatsoever. If you haven't had the experience of getting your hands on a beast stand 
and trying it out for yourself, go to beastgear.com, get your pre-order in for the stand, order you some sticks, and become more deadly this deer season. Speaking of deadly, got to talk to you about Stealth Outdoors, makers of Stealth Strips, which is a great addition to any beast stand that you're going to buy for beast sticks. It's a great addition for all kinds of stuff. I just put some on my bow the other day. Stealth Strips really are a, a product that any hunter, whether you're a weekend warrior or a guy that hunts almost every day, really needs to take advantage of. Stuff absolutely deadens your, your gear uh, to make it essentially uh, noise-free. If you haven't checked out Stealth Strips yet, stop buying all the other crappy alternatives like the hockey tape and any other stuff you're trying to use to silence your gear. Get the good stuff. Get Stealth Strips. Visit stealthoutdoors.com pick you up some stealth strips all my partners are linked in the description below go check them out hey everybody you guys are all up there today um welcome to the show got quite a few familiar faces on tonight um we got a well gary he's been on recently with uh mushroom matt Yep, that show you were on. And then a repeat guest, Zank, Brad Zank. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so they were, uh, Gary and Brad were just down here doing some scouting around and whatnot coming up. They, You guys come up, is this your fourth year to Indiana? Yep. Up, I keep saying up, but it's pretty well down. Yeah, there's more no, down than up. <laughs> <laughs> there's no up about it, really. Oh. And uh, they checking cameras and scouting this weekend. I've buzzed around with gary uh today and we thought we'd just get on while we're sitting around tonight and kind of shoot the breeze with everybody sounds good yep anyway i was gonna what uh i was gonna brought to you i was gonna bring this show to everybody by uh the water sergeant (laughs) (laughs) that's that's a good idea (laughs) free advertisement for brad's uh company that's right you live in uh, eastern Wisconsin, southeastern Wisconsin, get a hold of me. All your plumbing needs and your plumbing, water <laughs> softeners, salt delivery. He does it all. I got to get a water softener. osmosis. I got to get a water softener in this house. We were talking about it beforehand. I got a lot of hard water. You do. Your water's the hardest. <laughs> <laughs> we used to have a softener, and then my uh, it went out, and I just decided to bypass it and not put one in. Not the best choice, probably. But not for your fixtures, no, or your water heater, yeah, or uh, just, any, just yeah, anything really. I think everything's hard, it's hard on your fridge, on your oh, yeah. dishwasher, dishwasher, washer, probably too. We'll get you squared away, yep. Maybe next spring, coming to do some scouting. And I gotta have, I gotta have Eric build me a front porch and you put me a water softener in. We can <laughs> we tag team it, we can do that. Let's do some with that hose bib too on the side, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, over here, <laughs> two inches above the above the grade. That's what, you got Dude, a small got, bucket to fill up. <laughs> I got a spigot out back that is literally like two inches off the ground. Yeah. Oh man. Anyways, if you guys want to ask any questions, and I don't know why you would, but if you want to tonight, you can uh, you can ask away in the comment section. Just leave a uh, um leave a question mark before you ask, and we'll we'll get to them. Um, Zeke says. Uh, Hi, Gary. <laughs> hey, Zeke and James. Yep. 
you guys have seen uh, Brad and Gary both are in the comments quite often. But so, what'd you guys think about your trip down here? It's it's pretty miserable scouting here right now. I was thinking I should have came here in spring. Yeah, it's hot. It's real hot and tough to see sign for sure. Yeah, and the jiggers. Yeah, yeah. I I'm I'm curious to wake up in the morning to see if I don't have chiggers on my legs because me and Gary it's going to be through, your fault. We walked through a lot of like the gas or the clear cutting cuts and stuff. A few of them we had to walk through to get to a certain spot. I don't know grass up to your belly button essentially. So yeah, for those people who don't know, I've gotten chiggers twice. And one case was so bad I ended up uh, in in the doctor's office yeah. getting some uh, medication. And they said it was the worst case of chiggers they ever seen. They were all over my body. It's the worst case I've seen. Yeah. That was not a good day. You know, were you here for that? Yeah, you yeah. were. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, I had to put cream on. <laughs> yeah. It was very uncomfortable. But you got to do what you got to do. Right. You didn't do any for uh, sniffing at others. Yeah. Yeah. I pulled a tick out of his belly button, I think, that, that, that trip too. Yeah. Only half a tick. The rest ended up in my still in there and i had to go to the doctor to get that removed yeah you haven't had very good luck no i did find two ticks on my leg today you did they weren't they were they were still crawling around they weren't embedded yeah they were turkey ticks all right they're real small ones real light brown and you can just walk in front of maddie we have the camera (laughs) set up in the middle of our kitchen so she can't there she goes oh that's funny now you you got to go back and forth that's fine too um yeah indiana has been rough on me you stepped on a ground hornet's nest when i was behind you and i got stung 11 times yeah i was getting chased around by them and chiggers ticks yeah you should should pan to a photo of my arm last fall yeah you got the bad case of poison ivy yeah horrible yeah you ended up having to go to the doctor for that didn't you yeah i had like blisters size of like tennis ball on my arm it was bad yeah yeah, I I haven't had got any bad poison ivy in a couple of years, but I used to get it real bad. Yep, definitely recognize those trees with those vines on. That's what you guys were saying. That's different up here. You guys don't it don't grow up on trees in Wisconsin very yeah, often. It, it's a ground ivy. Yeah, it's like in the ditches a lot, roadsides. I mean, it's out all over, but not like it is here. Yeah, yeah, huh. we don't have. Well, we do have some of the viney. I in some of the marshes, I do notice that. But not like to extend here. It seems like every other tree here has that poison ivy. Yeah, yeah, and you gotta I mean, a lot of you gotta watch it. It grows up trees on the ground everywhere yep. around here. Even when you think it's dead, it still holds those oils, right, Zink? And then you sit in the sun for five hours after climbing that tree. Yeah, yeah sweat it in real good. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> get it get it moved all over your body, and yeah, <laughs> it spreads. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Jacob had, uh, I think it was sumac real bad. Yeah, though. he thinks it was poison sumac. I right? was yeah. giving him a hard time, like, hey, you know, you should probably uh, learn to identify uh, poison ivy before you crawl around. And he's like, dude, it wasn't. It was it was sumac. I'm like, oh, all right. You have a lot of sumac up there? Not that I know of. I've never got into it. Not the wild stuff. No. We have that wild parsnip, which is horrible. Right. But I only know one guy that's ever gotten into that. Who's that? that? Me? No, I oh, didn't get Jordan it. or Krakowski. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's pretty wild, man. So. Didn't surprise you then. No, not at all. 
but yeah. he's a good hunter for sure. Yeah. Mad respect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you, uh, I haven't really talked to you, but did you get I mean, into anything good today? Just, I think so. Yeah. Depending on the, uh, it's tough. Uh, trails and stuff here are just not, they're real defined for like 20, 30 yards and then they kind of just, you know, it's tough, but yeah. I've, I've a couple of the, the drainages had a lot of tracks in them. Like, yeah. Uh, dried up creek beds. Yeah. I think right now to a lot of the, I'm hoping at least a lot of the, a lot of the deer are down in the farms and the crops right now too. There's a lot of, yep. you know, for sure. Corn is amazing compared to by us. Yeah. Yeah. It does. The crops look good down here right now. We got some good rain this summer. Yeah, we're hurting by us with that drought we had. Still kind of dealing with that. We're a few inches behind still for, yeah. the, for the summer. So, yeah. But that's, I mean, it's tough here in the summertime scouting just because, like you said, it's hard to see the stuff. Me and Gary found a bunch of beds today, though. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit. And they were all, we were all in hill country. And that all the beds were in that upper third. Yep. Um, and a lot of them were on the uh the north facing slopes right now yeah which makes sense yep. absolutely a lot of south winds yeah yep um in fact we had we were in one particular hub where we thought the south facing side of the hub looked better like right. it had more, more cover, cover. Yep. better points nothing over there really yeah i mean the one, one point had a little bit of sign mm-hmm. and a little bit of bedding and then you go over to the the south facing slope and there was just i mean it was bed tore after up. bed after bed yeah. on that and, and out, trails the whole, and the, uh, yeah. um and it's we got a pretty interesting thing we did we put a camera on the south facing slope where a bunch of um trails came together and the same thing on the north facing slope where a bunch of trails come together so it's going to be interesting to see if you can like yeah. correlate the wind on which side yeah. of the ridge they're using yeah they're nice. pretty much straight across from each other on yeah. uh yeah yep so it, it, it'll be cool because they pinch off from a drainage right there that they're kind of going around they don't want to drop down this drainage and it's on both sides of like a hub system so it, it definitely is going to be cool just to be able to see yeah yeah how that um, turns out i was excited about that i've been wanting to get cameras or just something back there for a couple of years now so i'm pumped that i finally got that done but i've had one camera back there a few years ago um, just, just got so many spots and stuff. I didn't get to it. Last and it's hard to get signal in these hills for cell cams. Yeah. And those cell cams actually did real well. Yeah. Yeah. I put out two of those new, uh, rivals that Exodus has now. I've been, I've been, I like those even better than the renders, I think. Yeah. So they gotten good service, both, uh, both places I put them in thinking I wouldn't get service. I got service with them. So. It's good to that's good to know. It's actually AT and T coverage too, yeah. which is different. And my, my cell phone actually was in and out of service, so I was kind of like, hmm, I don't know. Yeah, and they they fired right up. Yep, sent us pictures. Mm-hmm. Oh, must not have Verizon then because my phone is not working all day. Really? Yeah. Mm. Really? Kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Right. 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 Yep. Um. Is Zane, are your is your mic going in and out? Yeah, I think see it. It sounds like it. It feels Let, feels normal. Yeah. It's no it's just real natural over there looking uh 
<laughs> oh, listen to the comments if Zank's mic's going in. It may just be our headphones, but if, if you guys can hear Zank, all right. Because I got another set of mic hooked up already. I can just we can just throw it on him. Big shout out to Klein and Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded good there. You didn't you didn't break yeah. up at all. So um probably the cord here, maybe. It, well yeah, now <laughs> it's cutting in out all again. Them, all the knots in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But I I still like I felt like today was productive though. A lot of times I go out in the summertime and I'm just like, this was a waste of time. I got hot. I got bugs all over me. I, yeah, you know, it's it's tough this time of I, year to see any sign. Yeah. And yeah, we, what we should be doing right now instead of this is being out glassing. But, right. Yeah. But you know. Yeah, you know what it's what one we of those, do for the fans, right? Right. It's all <laughs> for the fans. That's right. <laughs> I, I'll say this though about the bug situation down here. This is nothing. I, that's exactly what this I said. Nothing. Compared to where we're at, you no, not, flies and stuff. And not compared uh, to the swamps and right. And I mean, this is yeah. I mean, there's no way I'd be out in short sleeve shirts by us. There's just no way. And well, I was covered with enough spray and right. lotions, and yeah. I felt like I was Agent Orange walking through the woods, make sure I didn't get any chiggers. Yeah, so uh, just <laughs> yeah. That, I didn't yeah. use the lotion today, but Maddie swears by that lotion. It so does work. It. Yeah, you used it. You used on my it. hands and my face. See, I need to start using everything it. down, and then I carry bug spray too. But <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't even be enough. Where, no, where I'm from. No, 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 no. no. I know because the deer flies aren't affected by any of that stuff. No, they don't don't use them at all. Am I still cutting in and out here? I don't. Uh, here someone just says you sound normal, so well, that's definitely oh, yeah, not right. true. That isn't right. <laughs> hey, get him a different mic. Uh, <laughs> you must be a good mixer you got here. <laughs> yeah. Um. Any plumbing questions coming? <laughs> you got any any plumbing issues at your house right now? You can ask away. <laughs> we got um, a plug toilet from Zank earlier, but oh yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh but, yeah, the yeah. the little uh, Chad said the little turkey ticks will be horrible. He didn't say turkey ticks, but that's what we call them down here. The little yeah. ticks will be horrible yeah. real soon here in Indiana. Yeah, um, Maddie's a like attracted to them stupid things. Every time she goes to the woods, she gets pot, she gets covered oh, in them. Really? Hmm. Uh, I can just imagine what you're taking her through. I mean, yeah, yeah. Today, okay. In my defense, <laughs> stupid Onyx, it needs to update its mapping software because we came out to a spot that looked like a road. It would yeah. look like a road, yeah. and it's cut into the. It into wasn't the, a road. Back into the <laughs> the uh, public, and we got out there. It's just like a clear cut. That's like nose high. And we had to truck through that yeah, for a while it, to get to was, the actual road. It was full of uh, these prickers that yeah. looked like you're going through the, your mouth, the mouth of jaws. I mean, yeah, it was oh, just, man. it grabs onto you yeah. and rips you back. I was like, ouch. Yeah. yeah. I lost some blood. Yeah, it was uh, it was, it was rough. But, some coyotes were probably tracking we, me. We were trying to take a shortcut to get back to the, because uh, we had to go to my uncle's to pick up deer heads before <laughs> like he, he went to bed, which I guess you guys didn't make it. No, but he was in bed by five. So, oh well, yeah. I didn't know that. But, oh. um, yeah, it was not a shortcut. We should have just went back the way we yeah. came. Yeah, but that's all right. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. yeah, for sure. We uh, we did have a little bit of disappointment, and we did run to one spot that we were kind of excited about. Had a few new trail cameras in it. Yep. Yep. Three trail cameras. Yep. So one cell cam, and then two two what. Yeah, SD card cams, but yeah. uh, it definitely felt like it wasn't um, somebody who is on 
be up and up. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, as far I, as uh, just they the, were like literally like two feet off the ground, like are you getting pictures of legs of deer because yeah. I'm not quite certain. It was yeah. kind of weird. Maybe they're coyote hunting. I don't know. Yeah. A big problem with putting it that low too is uh, not uh, the obvious stuff where deer can smell them and see them and all that, but like there's just so much stuff that grows up and things yeah, fall was, down the ground. Then you're, you mm-hmm. know, and it was right, like literally being a deer's face. Um, oh, it was the like way they set it up, knee high. Yeah, so yep. too low. Yeah, it's too low, guys. <laughs> I think we should have done him a favor and moved him up for him, but <laughs> no, no, we don't. We won't. Uh, yeah, walk uh, around him, keep moving on. But I, I, I just, I don't know. I, it's, it's like all this information that's out there, and yet people are still doing some. Yeah, I think I don't know. I think a lot of people just don't know. I think, you know, it's, of course, if you, honestly, man, if you look on like a lot of like these private land hunters pages and stuff, that's how they put it up. Like they'll, they'll put them real. Yeah. Real low in their face. And, I mean, they'll put them on a, yeah. like a stake in the middle of a food plot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, but it's like, that's different than putting a trail yeah, camera in, that's, the, in the huge right, right. right. Yeah. It was right in their face. Like, I mean, they were okay spots. Yeah. It's just, I think if they just, did a little bit better job of actual hanging, but or maybe they don't have like onyx, so they're like, I want to make sure I can find them. Yeah, yeah could that's be, true. You know? Could be. Um, but I run into more cameras that like that than I do hung high and, and out of the way, out of the way, and yeah, hidden. yeah. Um, maybe that's by design. Maybe I don't see them, but I I have pretty good eye for that kind of stuff, you know. That and sheds, they don't. You you're pretty good at that. Yeah. Finding sheds, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, we didn't find any today. No. But we did get to, you got to actually try out the good sit. Mobile oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I put, I've put one up with it before that. Okay. Um, but today was a real test in the Hoosier, but, right? Yeah. Today was, and you sh- showed me like tricks and how to use them more efficient stuff. Man, that's you got a, some too, right? Yep. I got a couple out there with those. It's a very impressive product. Yeah, yeah it it's works good. Man, once you get used to it, it goes so quick. And yeah. it would go quicker if we had remembered the laser. Oh, we, we forgot so much stuff today. Yeah. I forgot my stick to hang cameras high. Yeah, there was a couple of extra sticks in Gary's truck. In yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Yo, they were in your truck, yeah. So no, Zane we had and, one, but... Zane and I rode together from Wisconsin, so he took off in my truck, and then we I rode with Josh. So, like, my a lot of my stuff was in my truck, like the laser and the sticks and my wallet. <laughs> I wish I would have known your wallet. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> right. Good information. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but man. um we made it work i mean with two people it's not so bad but man Stand on his shoulders uh we talked about it we forgot the stick so i'm like i'll just uh you can just stand on my back and try to get it up high trade but we out. figured yeah, it out you're cutting out so we're gonna trade zinc out hello oh, oh man better. pull ahead to window two <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, that's I kind of liked it better when we couldn't hear. Yeah, right, right, yeah. That does sound much better, though. Yeah. I need uh, it. Let me see that thing. I'm going to take this one and put it somewhere else so I don't uh, air out right here. That way I can fix that. I got point. a question for you, Josh. So, dang, you're too dang loud. Okay. I got a question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, last spring, or last summer when I came, August, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So, I was in this spot I really am in love with you know, in my head yeah. and I jumped two decent bucks. It's right along a river, really uh, ridge 
chokes down right there. It's like they got to go through there. I jumped two really, you know, solid bucks. And this year I went over there and the beds and stuff weren't even there in the shade of the trees. Like what's different this year than last year? Um, It could be a bunch of things. I mean, like right now, if, if like they have, if there's some good beans somewhere right now, they may be just over there, you know, or I don't know if there's some other type of, um, I, dude, like today we checked one camera and coyotes had moved in the area. Yeah, I can see that. And Every there day. was like, I mean, oh. 40 coyotes coming through there, sure. like just in and Dang. out. I mean, not, you know, 40 pictures just every day, just going in every and out. Every day. Yeah, I and no deer on the camera. Yeah. So I didn't, and I was just wondering, it seemed like such a money spot, but yeah, yeah that could be a, what, that corn what's around is, it. Last year it was a, like a fallow field with yeah. tall grass. But now see, they may was, be eating in there. Well, now it was corn. Yeah. But the corn is horrible. Yeah. There's I, like some, yeah. I don't know if it's water Almost, hemp or something. It's in every row it, and it's wet. And I don't, it looks like it flooded out. So what yeah. happened after it's planted? I don't think, yeah, I could have just got uh, wet. I don't think the state takes care of them very well. I don't know if the, I don't know what the protocol is, but that, fo I know what field you're talking about and it's always junk. Right. Um, it grows tall stuff, but no cops. That one had some, but yeah, I went to another one that had no cops yeah. at all, which would be very yeah. deceiving corn, if you were. Corn's just not a real big attraction to them right now, in my opinion. There's just so much yeah. more into the green beans that are going on out here, at least. Well, you know, I, well, my thought was was last year it was just fallow, so it wasn't yeah. sure that attractive. Now this year it was corn. I thought, oh, it'd be better. I mean, me and Gary ran into a like a field of jewel weed in the woods yeah. today. That's 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 my, unusual yeah. for here. Yeah, so you know, I don't, I don't know. That's, I just got to write it off for this year, or go check yeah. it. Or like when that, when that, if there's, if there's corn near, you know, if that corn ends up turning out and having some ears on it, once the beans dry up, which they will by October first, right. then all of a sudden there's deer in there again because the yeah. corn's starting to be more attractive, or they're eating something else. You right, know? and there was tracks closer got, to the road, or you got oaks there, white oaks or something, are falling in early season. Or I don't know if you know. I don't know. If yeah, we talked about that a little bit today because the concern was way back in the hills was are we getting pictures of mature bucks on there? And probably not right now. We have our cameras staged up so that when those beans dry up. They're yeah. going to start hitting those acorns, and it's going to be money. Oh, we we know it already. We've yeah, done this for we, four years, three we, years. We did screw up, and the fact didn't bring our binos today, too, not looking yeah. at trees. We found we saw, saw a lot of oaks on the ground. like to, Yeah, some are like purging. Yeah, yeah, but I I can't say I saw a white oak on the ground, though. No. All, all red oaks is what, what we saw. Yeah. yeah. And the ones I saw were all like the little. They little, were real little. little red must oaks, be purging. Yeah. The... Uh-huh. And, and I'm, that made me a little nervous, I guess. Yeah. But uh, I don't I know. know. The wind knocks some of them out. Or squirrels There's do, too. a lot of downed trees where some of the spots I was. I don't know if yeah, it's we've been had some big extreme storms. weather. We've had some pretty good storms lately. But yeah. I think that's something that people need to remember, especially in the hills here with a ground. You know, they're not going to go too far from those um, bean fields right now. And and it's really, you know, people drive by those bean fields and go, oh, my God, look at all the giants out there. Yeah. That's going to be opening day. <clears throat> there's eight giants out in this bean yeah. field. It's like, yeah, but they're not, yeah, not going to be, be like October 1st comes around. Apart each other. Yeah. And they're going to hate each other that yeah. time of the year, too. Yeah. They're not yeah. going to be friends. Oh, Maybe. I mean, I last year there was a deer that was at a particular spot all summer um, in a bean field. And... I a guy at church killed him, and it was 
you know, a few miles from that bean oh, field oh, where, sure. he, where he killed him at. Um, it's pretty, pretty neat because I had the sheds from him. I gave him the sheds, but um, I had, a, I had a sh- his shed from the year before. Yeah, that was a really nice buck, actually. Yeah, he yeah. was a big deer. Yep, it was a big for deer. Sure. Uh, but he's, I mean, he's in the general area, but he wasn't right nowhere near that bean field you know well i I think there's no more big bucks in this area so everybody just go to uh illinois or iowa kansas just you know i mean indiana they're dead they're gonna be yeah the coyotes (laughs) eat them all (laughs) i did find uh quite a few beds tucked in right along the river different spot but Mm -hmm. not way back up in the in the up under ridges though no would you just, consider that just summer bedding in general or do you think that's going to be an october one spot no, i don't think it would be yeah i think it's just now it's convenient nobody's really bothering them yeah yeah why go bury yourself way up there right were any of the beds like in a specific spot along that river or was it just they were random just, it was within 20 feet of the bank just tucked into the grass maybe under a bush yeah near that cornfield a different one. Oh, yeah i didn't find any real good bedding in this first spot i talked about at all i went right to where i jumped on bucks because i was like under like hickory trees and really nice and breezy and shaded it, i mean huh. i just assumed i kind of assumed deer would be there all the time because it's just a really nice spot you can't sneak up on them real good and uh like you said they're not there or they're up maybe they're, there's two, there's a lot of mosquitoes there though so maybe mm-hmm. they're up on the ridge then me and gary didn't see a whole a single bed low i don't think today no no they're all high it was so it's like it not even really using the the hub systems just too much in some of the spots we're in no but then others they're just sure hammered yeah what do you gary what do you think that particular hub that didn't have hardly any sign down it but then the side the, the the ridges around the hub were just covered what do you think was about that hub that they didn't like you know i think maybe it was too steep on both sides like where it wasn't wide enough for them to actually comfortably move through and that's only i think of and then that, the other thing is maybe some of the pressure off the private land going to yep. those crop fields might have the, pushed uh, them up in those hills a little more the creek really kind of like zigged and zagged where they would had mm-hmm. to do a lot of fooling around to get yeah. through that too right um, i mean there was just zero like scrapes in that hub which is kind of crazy because a lot of hubs i find are on here yeah Lots of trees down, lots of branches down. I know there's a lot of things that I are, they look a little bit different in there just because of the, uh, well, that one, I had one camera that I put up in March or whenever it was. And, uh, I mean, there's just a beat trail coming out of a hub and had a scrape on it. I had a a camera over that scrape and a giant tree like fell down over the, you know, the trail, trail blocking it, blocking it. Didn't, they didn't seem to be using it. When I checked the camera, they were kind of uh, skirting around the tops. Every now and again, you would get a picture of one way up in the hills. Uh, so it looked like they were kind of going around that big tree. I was like, gosh, dang it. But you know, how do you know? You know you that know. happens, yeah. But we, we got in some good sign, I feel. <clears throat> yeah. So I'm, I definitely think that if a guy might be able to pull one out of their opening week, but for sure, right. r- rotten pre rot we got a pile of people coming here. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like a hunting beast uh, 4A. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to roast a whole pig. Feed the beast. Yep. Right. Right. Eric will be here. Uh, these two, uh, 
Global will be here too, Brad. The other Brad, Brad Crook, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I guess that's it for opening. Yeah. But um, I think Tim is planning on Tim, coming during the rut. Yeah, if, Tim. Hickey. Yeah, and because you guys will make a trip back here during the rut if you guys don't tag out. Yeah. Hopefully, more than likely. Knock on wood. Yeah. I mean, I've got my eye on a few few good ones from last year yet that yeah. I actually, you know, and that's what I did yesterday. I know you were busy with some stuff with your dad and whatever, but uh, there was a hub system. Um, it's just a real small hub system, and it's a in a along a highway, and there's no place to park. But there's on the private fields across the street, these bucks were coming off this oh this hub system, and it seems like I get one hunt in there, and then they're on to me. Like they're so sensitive. Mm-hmm. So two years ago, I, I hunted in there and uh, didn't get my eyes on, on anything. But then now this last year opening night, I hunted in there and there's two hubs that are with, they're separated by the same hill in the middle. And I got pretty close to that hill or that ridge that comes over there, that finger. And I actually, I believe heard him get up and move down on me. So then I went back in there next morning to throw a sit in there and just kind of scout because I already knew it was blowing up. These hub systems are real small. Like you get one hunt and that you're done. And I actually found his sheds in the bed, both sides, and they were big. Yeah. Big. So I uh, threw a couple cameras up in there and trying, I kind of, now I know where I feel I know where he's betting. So I got a couple cameras in there, one on a scrape that I feel that he's hitting before he goes out to the field. And then one on the trail coming out of that hub where I feel he was using. So yeah, hopefully and they're real easy to check too. So I, I can literally just jump out of the truck and check these things and know right away. Yeah. He's he's in here. But yep. I think you'll hunt a, well, we call it Charlie Swamp. Yeah. You know like, what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I will for sure because that place makes more sense to me than these hills. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like home, right? Right. I yeah. mean, I'd love to shoot one in these hills, but they, I'm not as. You're in a, you're in a vengeance with Indiana right now. You're yeah. ready to just shoot something. Right. <laughs> Three years. I don't have any problem getting on does. I've seen a lot of does, but. Yeah. yeah. At three years, um, ticks and uh, poison ivy, and hasn't been able to let an arrow yet go. I think out of all of us, he's like the only one, right? But not that he isn't trying. It's he's just oh, it's hard, dude. It's, it's not hard. That easy. Yeah, right. Um, well, you got to adjust your. At least for me, I got to. You know, I've had personal issues and stuff going on in those years and it's been nice just to be down here with you guys versus yeah. you know it's more than just killing something and yeah just be, be along and right yeah. so yeah. and yeah. i'm a good dragger yeah <laughs> one of the you best. are one of the yeah. best i've i've he's helped me out here but <laughs> yeah. yeah so i mean yeah but and then the same token like you've probably killed some of the bigger deer in this group of people Yes, he has. <laughs> he has. I, I but well, according to Gary, at yeah, least. yeah, I've, I've done well in Wisconsin. He done well in Wisconsin. Hey, you shot one in Minnesota. In that Minnesota. was a, a huge one. Let's talk about that. You killed one in Minnesota. Yeah, I didn't know that. I know. 
Yep. Mm. How don't you talk about that? Yeah. Well, where was it on public or no? Oh, it was doesn't on, count. Like, doesn't count. Yeah, no, was, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> this was a long time ago too. Yeah. I was so I hunted like as a kid. Well, not as a kid. Probably like 15 years old. Uh, probably like high school. Yeah. You know, and then I, well, I joined the army. Got out of it. Yeah. And about yeah, thanks for your like, service. Yeah. Thanks. Then I was about 28. I started getting back into it. You know, yeah. I like the peace and quiet. And then I didn't, didn't, I just hooked up with a guy at work and he kind of, she got me back into it. And then that's when I wanted to kind of go to the next level and got on the forum and stuff like yeah. that. And so probably the, the hunting beast forum that you're talking about. Yeah. 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 I, I heard a podcast. I was like, Oh, this makes more sense than going and just sticking a stand up or yeah, there's whatever. like a method of the madness or hunting. I my grandma has a farm and I would just go hunt the same place. Yeah this is lame a lot of people same story right so whatever so it was probably like 10 12 years ago i got more serious so i went to a place where you you paid just to get on the land yeah you know what i mean and you didn't like have no permission yeah no one thing. told you where to go or anything but it was prime i think it was the second night i shot shot this it was a basically like a 130s eight pointer yeah but he just came out came out of a bottom hit a scrape just dumped them i mean it wasn't yeah it honestly when you go like hunt the pub you know public land and figure it out and you go to like some pretty nice private land i'm not saying it's easy because it wasn't easy but right. it's different it's different and you know it yeah it's easier it's definitely I mean, easier there. you know yeah. i don't want anyone to feel bad about it but no, like no, no, it no. wasn't that hard to figure it out yeah what well, was i mean let's on. put it this way people don't this is how you know it's easier people don't pay to go hunt public land because it's easier. Right. You know, yeah, it's yeah, I'm like, just saying and there's just, a lot yeah. more deer. Yeah. If it wasn't easier, people wouldn't pay to go through right. it. You know, that'd be, that'd well, be stupid. Right? I, I think and too, that's fine. You know, I had a but lot I of went by land. myself, you know, I just went by myself, found this guy through a friend and yeah. like, he's like, yeah, just give me like 500 bucks and you can go hunt this piece and yeah, wherever you want. Yeah. So you're still doing the footwork. Yeah. Still doing so it everything. wasn't like a guy. Were you like hunt. mobile hunting back then or did you like go set a stand and then go set over? No, I had a mobile, I had lone wolf or whatever. Yeah. The old, lone wolf will talk sticks you know yeah yeah but so it wasn't it wasn't like i'm not like super bragging about the deer but for me at that time it was a good hunt and i learned a lot and Mm. felt pretty good to leave come back with something in the truck oh yeah but that was uh, like houston county i think is where it was it was right just right across the border of wisconsin it was pretty cool place i've never hunted minnesota I want to sometime. Let's do it. But I think going back, we, we're used to that high pressure public land by us, and that does make you learn in a hurry. Mm-hmm. It, it and when you go to other places, I feel that you are a stronger hunter then because you're dealing with yeah. all right. It, it, it's it can be a struggle by us. If but. anything, it's more. If anything, you got to dial it back. You know yes. what I mean? Because you don't want to dive in. Because you don't need to, right? Yeah, you're you not know. worried about other guys. You're just going in, right? And they will come out to. Uh, this wasn't a field edge, but they were. I didn't have to get as close to betting, basically. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. What time of year was that? Now it was twenty uh, eighth uh, of October. Oh, well, so like pre rut rut type. Yeah, stuff. I had, yeah. I had like uh, observed does coming out. Just moved in. That's why it was the second night first night i seen what was going on Major saw where a bunch of does were coming through and 
nice. set up within, I don't know, 20 some yards of that scrape and he came out. Nice. Wish I had a camera because that one would have been cool. Prime. Like you know? Perfect. Yeah. Huh. But he was a real thick, heavy. Actually, I should have, I should rev his jaw. He had like a, his teeth, he had like a gingivitis. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a real, like an abscess in between two teeth. It's like, actually, I've seen yeah, a few like that. Very already. noticeable. Huh. Yeah. We found a fawn uh, jawbone today. Yep. Really? Yeah. You picked like it up this didn't big. You? Yeah. I actually have it. It's, I kind of saved it for um, Global to kind of like, hey. Make a joke. He's on, yeah. so oh. no more joke. Sorry, man. <laughs> we found you're your not, deer instead. Not... <laughs> <laughs> he likes that tender meat. Yeah. <laughs> Smaller targets to shoot at. Oh, my gosh. But um, we, were, we were joking about, we checked that truck and rolled them coyotes going through there. We said we had this in Global in how, there after. Oh, yeah, that's right. He needs we got to tell this story on the world. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's still on. He was on earlier. But oh, boy. Yeah. One year he he shot it like I don't know how many coyotes he shot it, it kept three missing three or four. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. Ran, he only he had like one missing. arrow left. Yeah, no, I think he actually ran out of arrows and literally he forgot his arrows, his spare arrows at home. He forgot his extra one, so he had yeah. one. He kept yeah, one arrow left, and I'm and like, dude, just people <laughs> sings old <alone." laughs> He is just out after him. He hates coyotes. So. Oh man! Uh, and there's quite a few of them around here compared to by us. It's just a lot of them. In the hills, there's a lot of yeah. coyotes up yeah. there. There yeah. was uh, coyotes on uh, that uh, another camera we checked too. Quite a few of them. I can't remember which one it was now, but yeah, it didn't matter on here. But Did, but the one there was. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they got they got to have a den near there or something. Either that, or there's something dead back there or something. Yeah, but it seemed like the whole month it was. Yeah, true. Coyotes, true, 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 true. It was like a woolly mammoth dead or something. Yeah, yeah right. Been right. On it for a while, you know. <laughs> They're you, probably dead, like you said. Have you seen a lot? Because last year when you sent me in that hub, I had a, two dogs go through like domestic yeah. dogs. Is that a thing down here? It is. Yeah. Yes, it sucks. I've got cameras right now out there that are sending me pictures of dogs and the nearest house is like half mile away yep I'm like really i, I just kind of i got open your door and let them run like, yeah hi. I, and it's pretty regularly too it isn't like it's i mean i'm still getting pictures of, of good bucks in there but i'm just saying to myself like ah wisconsin uh you know that's really frowned on yeah like here it's it's uh a, we call the place death valley nobody's gonna know where that's at yeah, but like no. Back there, there was wild dogs back there all the time. Is that yeah. what you're talking about? No, okay. this is a different spot. See, now. there yeah. you go. And it was like a German Shepherd running yeah. around back there all the time. Yeah, it was it's like, like oh, two of them. That's three what I them. saw last year. It was a German. Were shepherd. you in there? Was that where he was at? No. Okay. No. Different spot. Oh. Quite a quite a quite a ways away. Same dog. Yeah. He makes his rounds. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, you don't. I mean, what you, I. It's just <laughs> annoying, you know, when you go travel to hunt and you you know you got you a dog a come through at prime time it's yeah. like they're not right. wild they're probably someone's dog but yeah they, they are somebody's dogs for sure but this one had a collar i got it on film yeah yeah <laughs> don't pull it up no yeah <laughs> anybody no. recognize this dog you know yeah, yeah. Mr. some dog. leashes well we'll we'll uh donate some leashes to you yeah we there's a in it seems like in that particular area not to be uh like a stereotype of the people that live there, but it's correct. It's it's a rough you area. Know, you drive by their house and they got a few dogs that are just run around. Yeah. You know? right. It's 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 a pretty rough area. They probably yeah. got like twenty like abandoned cars there and the yeah, that kind of kinda you yeah. can kind of picture what it would look like, but um it's frustrating, yeah. 
because uh, I guess it is. I don't know. Gary found a uh, in this same area. I think you found a dang cow head back in one of the yeah, a longhorn steer, oh, yeah. I and I carried that thing out like a mile. Yeah, it, and and this thing is like four and a half, almost five feet like long. Yeah, it's a longhorn. I already shot my buck that first year, and uh, right away, uh, first night, and I just kind of went scouting. I was learning a lot. It's actually you were kind of mentoring me that year, and I was just out there learning, like putting yeah. on the miles and. Way back in there, about a mile in, there's this longhorn steer head. And I was like, that's the coolest thing. It was all like bleached out, white. I got it hanging in my shop now. Yes. Yeah. I saw it when I see it every time we go in there. That's yeah. what I'm looking forward to is September 16th when we're all in Wisconsin hunting. Yeah. It's going to be a good yeah, time. It's going to be awesome. All the same guys. I think, I don't know if Tim, I think Tim's going to be by his house though or something, but I'm I not, I think yeah. everybody I else will so. be there. Yeah, I Let's am go, Tim. I leave for Tennessee in the 26th, 25th, something like that, which is 20 days away. That's that's crazy. It's coming quick. So shoot them bows. That Tennessee hunt, do you have you decided what you're going to use a bow or a gun? Know. Don't know yet. That's crazy. I mean, a gun uh, hunt yeah. in If yeah. I don't use a bow, August? I have to use, you got to wear a blaze orange vest and hat yeah. and all that stuff. Um, you have that stuff yeah i got right stuff. but i might shoot one with a rifle i haven't shot one with a rifle for a while so yeah well i think it, fun. The, here's my thinking is i'm a little bit worried because it's going to be i mean it could be 100 freaking 10 degrees yeah. in Tennessee. that's an exaggeration it could be 100 degrees though down there so i'm a little bit worried about uh meat spoilage and stuff so i'm thinking like i get take a rifle down there and i you know drop just dump one and yeah. then get it out whereas with a bow it's like there's a lot more factors that can go wrong so like i feel like I mean, I don't care what other anybody people think, but like the the responsible thing may be for me to just take a rifle down there. It's two days too, um, but I'm gonna have my bow with me too. If it's like a you know if the property I'm gonna hunt, it's a it's a piece of private that a buddy of mine kind of found, and he's there's a lot of rules because it's a CWD hunt, so there's like a lot of weird rules mm. that I, we had to follow in certain places on, um. You know, certain places you can you can hunt, certain places you can't, and it's just it's kind of confusing. And I'm glad there's a local going to be down there with me, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. So, you think you have that gun sighted in by then? Yeah, yeah, I got a. What, six, what gun is that? Six five cream mower. Yeah, got one from Montana Rifle Company. That so, is pretty. It's yeah, pretty it's sweet looking nice, gun. Yeah. Nice unit there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So Prime, which is G five Outdoors, is it bought a. Uh, rifle company and they're starting they're going to start selling rifles so i got one off them because i don't i don't rifle hunt very often i don't have a good rifle well, i think indiana indiana's a one buck state yeah. so usually you have it with the bowl and then you're done you can't yeah i can't can't rifle hunt There's i don't think you years. party hunt here either with a gun can nope. you yeah nope. so partying no, no partying party. while you're hunting <laughs> i want to come and rifle hunt some here yeah muzzle it's, loader it's fun yeah muzzle loader would be a good time for you guys to come yeah out. it would be a hoot um, but your gun season's right about where, where ours is. is. Yeah. Is it really the same? Yeah. It's the second weekend of November every, <clears throat> oh, every year. Oh, ours is the third. Yeah. Ours but, is the week before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Or weekend the weekend before, before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Okay. So. And then we usually run the first weekend of December, so it's three full weeks. Are you kidding me? What? Mm-hmm. You got nine days. There would be zero deer left. In right. Well, that's, that is that is the only thing probably keeping <clears throat> Indiana from being like a mega state is we have – 
a three week rifle season wow. in the middle of the rut. So all, pretty much all of November, you know, and then that first week of December, but the, I, all of the end of November. I believe though in Indiana, you got to use muzzle loader or shotgun if you're on public land. On right? public land, yeah. not, or no rifles, straight wall cartridge. I think <clears throat> so, like okay. a forty-four yeah. or a whatever. Yep. Yeah, so there are some rules. You just yeah, can't come out here with your seven millimeter mag and shoot three hundred yards, and yeah, yeah. I'd bring the muzzle loader probably either way then. Yeah. yeah. That's what I would bring. Probably. I just love muzzleload hunting. You know, yeah. it's pretty fun. I never. I don't think I've ever killed a buck with a muzzleloader. I shot two of them last year with my muzzleloader. Oh, yeah. First, killed actually, a bunch first of those. three three deer I've ever shot with a muzzleloader was last year. Oh really? Shot a. I took the muzzleloader out for Wisconsin opener and then shot an a pointer with it yeah. and a doe, and then went to Iowa and that one is actually on the Beast Channel. Yep. And did a late season hunt with that. So. I don't want to talk about Iowa. Oh, God. <laughs> but I have <laughs> shot a couple bucks with mother order. Yeah. 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 One in Iowa. Yeah. You sure you don't want to talk about it? No. I kind of think we should. <laughs> no, let's talk about I shot a buck in <laughs> Iowa. It yeah. wasn't, wasn't what I expected. <laughs> when someone says that, it's not what you imagine. No. no. Big ugly is what I call him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's it not was, big, he, but he's ugly. Yeah, very ugly. <laughs> It, uh, but yeah. basically, before all the chatter starts, I had a tag for a doe and a buck, but I thought it was a doe. It was in the river bottom, super, super tall grass, super tall grass, it's grass. dead grass. The, this deer's antlers looked, but I didn't know it had any. You didn't, yeah. So, but I had a tag for both. Oh, you were in the, you were in grass, like brown grass. River right. bottom. Yeah. 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 And uh, just. I made a good shot and everything. We went and found it, and it was a buck. Well, you know, and Brad was going through some some struggles last year personally, and he needed some venison. So he thought he'd yeah, take was, a You doll. need to shoot something is what you need to do. Yeah. You need yeah, to shoot something. More. I mean, you it was just need venison. Per but, yeah, I thought it was a doe, which is my error, but I had I was covered either way. Yeah, you Nothing yeah. illegal happened. Right. Yeah, right. Um, but, yeah, it's it even it, it even do. died under a bush so i went to pull its back like legs out and i was just in shock yeah, i'm like hey it's a buck and he's like what no it's not i'm like yeah he's like uh, he and there was a few couple swear words like <laughs> but after that initial shock he's like all right yep it's all good man yeah, you know and it yeah. had like it was a six pointer but it had like the tines were like yeah inch, so it was yeah. just right. it's like a main rack and and it was what it was like it was, white like ghostly white like mm, weird must have bedded in the sun a lot yeah but mm. i was happy i mean it was expensive yeah. expensive <laughs> venison though yeah 110 dollars a point we figured right i had four <laughs> points oh it was a good memory though i mean yeah. fun yeah it yeah. it was I mean you took it in stride and we all and we we drug it out and it tasted just as good as any That's other right. deer so still eating it right but <laughs> but it was it was shocking yeah yeah it dough turned out to be a, a bonk and not something that yeah, he would have normally shot whatever I'm happy about it yep. yeah I mean yep. We didn't have for most of our out of state hunts last year. We didn't have good conditions. Even Iowa was warm when oh. we came down here for rut. Warm, yeah. It was like sixty five degrees. You and know, it was in January yeah. there. It could happen in Iowa. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it just shut everything down. And then on top of it, they were they were dropping their their 
antlers. Yeah, antlers. Because well, like it was left like and right. really cold before that, I think. Yeah, it was super cold. And stressed then, them out. Yeah. So, you know, you get on a buck and then, especially Cody, he, he was getting on some bucks and all of a sudden they're dropping and you'd have to get, find something else. And finally just ran out of them. Like they are all dropped already. Yeah. Right. Or too small for. Not for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I'll you show know, you my standard. That's, that's, but here's the thing, though. You know, as we get older, it's not just about the trophy per se. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's about the adventure that came with that. And right. uh, I don't know. It's it's everything that led up to it, and and also the hunt. Right. So it's I don't know. It was a great. It was fun. Oh yeah. I, it was I mean, such a good a time, lot of- man. Good hunts. Yeah, well, I was yeah. I was jealous of your guys' Iowa hunt. It looked fun. Yeah, or you know, it sounded fun. I wouldn't, I couldn't look at it, but it sounded fun. Right, a lot of laughs. Oh, a lot, lot of laughs. Yeah, Rendell Eric was there too. Cody Hoon. We stayed by Cody Hoon actually. Yeah, man, straight baller. Yeah, Cody Hoon is like <laughs> is like four foot three or something. No, he's a little taller, but compared to Rendell, yeah, it's like, who's like six foot. Eight. It was like yeah. twins, the movie, you know, you yeah. got Eric Rendell <laughs> up here. Yeah. Cody's yeah. more average height. But that yeah, was definitely That's a better a way, time. nicer way of saying Yeah, that. I'm nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I so. never, I mean, I've talked to Cody a couple times. I've never met him though. In yeah. person. Yeah. Rendell, I've met a whole He's bunch hardcore. of times. Oh, He's Rendell hardcore. is, he is, he is funny. He is, yeah, he is. He, that guy is, it's fun to have him around just for for the jokes and the laughs that he brings to the camp. Yeah, he's he's a funny guy. He's working for Osseo Gear now. Yeah, yeah. He went. He, he uh he quit his full time job and is there now full time. Yeah, right. yeah. That's crazy. He's living the dream, and man, he tells me over he was and over a, how blessed he is. He was a uh, teacher, right? Yes. Yep. And yeah. I've heard a lot. I mean, a lot of teachers have quit. It's a rough job, man. Four or five years. I know a like bunch. My, my sister yeah. quit. Um, a lot of regulations. A lot of. I don't know. Rough yeah, to talk to rules. Parents. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like it used to be. Like I had a mm-hmm. teacher that broke a yardstick over people. Well, she said like she would, she would like discipline a kid by just, you know, telling them they can't do something pretty much. Like right. you can't, yeah. you can't be hitting can't do anything someone about or whatever, right. you know, yeah. she said t- taught second grade. Yeah. It's like, you can't, you can't be hitting him or whatever. And like you get in trouble, get something taken away or I don't know, whatever they do there, give them a, green star instead of a yeah, purple yeah. star whatever yeah. they do in second grade but and then like the the parents would like you send her this long email like well there was was there a reason that he was hitting the kid and what did the kid do to right. him it's like she yeah. got she got you tired take responsibility of it. for your own actions yeah i think yeah. that was uh parenting is different than yeah. what it was when i was younger. essentially they just it seems like most parents give their kid any excuse they can to other than like yeah like you said just own up to it and you shouldn't be hitting anybody for anything it's in wrong either way yeah right. hey, two yeah. wrongs don't make a right, right. yeah but yeah. Right. yeah well how many times have we heard that as kids yeah a bunch i think i got it beat into me <laughs> yeah i did too i did too <laughs> but he started it i don't care yeah, yeah right yeah absolutely yeah we're going through that with huck a little bit right now he's quite the tattletale yeah. on his cousins and stuff yeah, so, it's a phase. You can just start. You can you can just like the, his tone where he starts a sentence where he's been with his cousins or right. whatever, and he'll start a sentence, and you'll be like, "I don't want to hear it, buddy. If it's not something positive, I don't want to hear it." Right. You know, because yep. oh, yeah. it's always just silly things like, "Oh, Jack dropped the whatever on the floor." Yeah. It's like you don't need to tell us that. Like Jack, right, right. Jack's, you know, 
16 months old. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I went through that with my kids. And yeah. I'm still sure it's sometimes. Just, it's just, there are competition with each other constantly. And it's yeah. like, Oh, I bet. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I don't know. Sorry. I'd take a drink. Yeah. So we have a uh, hunt September 1st that we're doing. Yeah. Me and Gary going to Nebraska and your dad. My dad. Right? Yep. That's good. Be... Yeah. We got my dad out climbing with the beast standing sticks he has now. Yep. Um, he's had the sticks for a while. He has the long ones. He's had them for, I mean, years now. Whenever the long ones first came out, he got some. Yep, he still stripped them today. Today, yep. yep. Um, but I think that's going to be a fun hunt. I've never been there. Neither is your dad. You've been there. You shot up a, a deer there, but nice buck last yep. year. Um, so this will be no scouting, no trail cams. I mean, this is this yep. is as raw as it gets. It's try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Sushi. Yeah. What are your guys' uh, standards then, or what, what's your goals? Uh, six pointer, big ugly. No, just kidding. Go for it. <laughs> no, I, I mean, um, respectable buck for Yeah, me. like a 120 or better. Yeah. Probably one, 120 or better. Depends be, on what day it is. If it's first day, 120. If it's the last day, maybe just fill 50. And no, yeah. I'm just kidding. When uh, is there a chance to go back? I not know for you, me. not for you, probably not but, for me either. You know, no. If once I'm, once I'm back from Wisconsin, it'll be Indiana just until the baby's born. Then I'll probably take a break for a while, and then uh, I mean I have a Kansas tag, so any other spare time I can do something. It'll be in Kansas, but I'll leave for Kansas Thursday to go scouting there. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Nice. This Thursday. Yeah, like yeah. in a handful of days here. That's what I figured. Yeah, I didn't think we were referencing a Thursday like in, two in November. Now. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'll leave for Kansas. One. There's not much scouting time left before seasons now. No, so if you no. haven't done it, better get out there. Right? Yeah, right now is the it's the toughest right now, and it's getting to be like the time where it's like okay, you need to, especially you guys in Wisconsin where you open the 16th, right? Is that when yeah. you open this year? Something like Something, that, 16, yeah. 17, somewhere. In there. Yeah, so know. it's like you need to be wrapping things up pretty fast. Yeah, and really, it's too late. I mean, you should wrap it all up by now, but right. Um, I haven't, I, I planted a food plot with my dad yesterday and put a couple cameras out and I still got a couple cameras I need to put out. I don't know if I'm going to get them out, but yeah, I'm not worried about it really. Right. I'll glass and stuff, find them and go from there. But, um, I went glassing there night and found a, just a, there were just so many bucks out the other night. So. Wow. Really? Have you guys glassed any this year in Wisconsin? Uh, yeah. A little I, bit. I did. I, I found uh, a couple real good ones. Um, but they're a little ways away from public. Yeah. I know as soon as things start heating up mid October, they'll they'll be in where where I can get a shot at one. But yeah, I did a few nights glassing. I did a little bit of spotlighting. We can do spotlight in Wisconsin. Yeah, we can here too. So I think that definitely helps. But it seems like by us it's those bucks get nervous with spotlighting. Right. You literally Stop have to be your vehicle. Yeah. You, know, you have to be one of the first ones to spotlight them. And, Otherwise, they'll usually take off. Bug out. Yeah. Yep. So there's so many guys out there spotlighting. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Pretty nuts. I don't do much of it anymore. I haven't spotlighted in probably three years. I have no. Three. No, we spotlighted together. Yeah, that's three right. Years ago. Yeah. See, I just lied. Yeah. So oh. normal. <laughs> <laughs> try. I try not to. Spotlighting is <laughs> one of those things where like, my, I, my lies are usually accidental. Right. Yeah. True. Right. Is that? I don't know if that's really a lie. Hey, no, on, it's not a lie. You're not a purpose? liar. Okay. What's that? Are yours on purpose? When I lie? Yeah. I don't 
really lie very much if i do probably on accident too but (laughs) like spotlighting i was gonna say it's one of those things where it's like it's like six o'clock and i'm like all right i'm gonna spot i'm gonna 10 30 11 i'm a spotlight and then like then i'm like oh heck no yeah. I'm tired. Yeah, I know. I know. Because you know, I I, I get up early, yeah. so it's like, man. But I should get up just a little earlier, probably, and go because yeah. till the season you can go all night until like a week or something. Yeah, that the may season. be the way to do it. Just like on your way to work, like leave an hour early and just buzz around to some places. Because, right. yep, yeah. Because even it's probably best to go after even like one or two because yeah, there's at, people that go right at dusk. Everybody dusk, seems to go right like, at dusk. Wow, and that's not, true. Not everything's out yet. Yeah, I'm sure early morning is just as good as. I've never, I've never done it. I've never went in the morning like that. Have you? Yes. Oh, really? Uh, there's last year I couldn't sleep for a few times during the summer, and like literally I would get up at two in the morning and. Because you had chiggers. Ah, uh, yeah, might have. <laughs> there's a good chance. That's the, the spawn of Satan. Those things are yeah. just terrible. It takes like two months to get over those dark. Yeah, things. they like linger forever. Uh, have you take- had chiggers? When I was in the army, I was exposed to them in Mississippi. And yeah, yeah, they're, they're horrible. They are horrible. Did like, they give them to you on purpose out there? No, you just no. don't know because you're from Wisconsin and you're oh, out yeah, yeah. tromping yeah, around. He he exposed himself and got chiggers. Oh, I didn't get any there. <laughs> I got it on my wrist. Oh, really? Hmm. Did you have like a? Did you have a long sleeve on? They seem yeah. to like to like. They like your uh, we're stuff transitions. They yeah. really into transitions. You know? Yeah, they yeah. Hub <laughs> like, systems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so the the transition of your sock and your pants right in there. Pants, waistband, waistline. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's the worst part. Yeah. Waistline. No one wants to see you itching there like that. That's a uh, bad look. Uh, that's a, people unavo- have start asking questions. Unavoidable though, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, moral of the story is just scouting this is the springtime. Don't worry about the summer. Yeah, we'll play right. golf or something in summertime. No. Man, it's so <laughs> much better boat. scouting in spring here. It's so much. It's I mean, it's weather's spring. a lot better. Yeah, you find sheds, and you see like everything like it was done yesterday. Yeah, for sign. So yeah. it's uh way better. And your rubs here don't. The trees grow so much up. faster, and it's they like, yeah, they up, heal yeah. up way faster. So you're kind of like, yeah, yeah, that's. Could that's it a, be from last year? Or yeah. Could it be from? Yeah, we saw a bunch like yeah. that today. Yeah, yeah. I think if you could see them real, like if you could see the barks peeled up and stuff, I think it's probably from last year still. Yeah. Um, I think I don't think people realize how fast trees can heal up on certain things. It's kind of crazy, you know, especially from April till right. August. They're really right. yeah, because they're in growing mode. Yeah. Yep. I need to I need to scar up one of my trees out here, like October first, and just yeah. see what it looks like yeah. come this fall. Not a bad idea. Yeah, I just won't remember to do that. No. Yeah, it's good. Good Take theory. It, yeah, do <laughs> it, Dan Infold style. Grab a bee stick, start and, yeah. rubbing up trees yeah. and mislead guys or whatever. <laughs> right. I hope nobody's hunting in my little patch of woods back here. But yeah, right. They wasting their time. <laughs> you shoot a bunch of three uh, D targets back right. here. You have a full course 3D targets. Yeah, I have there. 20 targets back there. Yeah, that's way cool. Yeah, so, should have brought my bow. I know. I know. I should have. I should have remembered sex. You. I didn't. Oh well. I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be okay. Uh, I, I was going to ask you guys, uh, what broadheads are you guys shooting this year? I shoot the wasp jackknife. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that is. It's it's like I mean, they're, they're jackhammers, kind of their three blade expandable. Yeah, the jackknife's just two blade. Oh, okay, 
125 grain. I've had really good luck with it. So it's a 125 grain expandable. expandable. Hmm. Yep, that's what I'm using. I, a lot of people. Uh, I like the two blades more versus the three. Yeah. Um, I've heard a lot of people uh, say they like wasp broadheads. Not a lot, but I've heard more than one person. They're solid. You know, they're really solid. I bought, I shot a couple deer with them. Everything went well. And I bought a bunch, so I'm just. They Even haven't long. given me a reason to change, right, so sure. I'm not, I mean, I like all this new stuff and all that, but yeah. Do you, do you feel that people chase gear sometimes more than they do deer? Like, oh right? yeah. yeah. Randall and I were talking about that the other day. Like, you know, people spend so much time on their gear if they took that time and put it out there scouting, and wow. and they could be more gear. But wow, you know, there's just seems like it's. Ooh. There's there's certain uh there's certain amount of time you need to spend on your gear. Yeah. But it's not I mean, I why do we I guess I don't you do whatever you want if that's what you right. want to yeah. do. Right. Right. Who, who, right. Yeah. Who gives a flip? But like if you want to kill deer, yeah, you gotta, you know, you gotta be efficient with your gear and good at it and then move on to master um, all aspects of right start to finish, you know. But sometimes or, I feel that some people are just putting yeah. so much time in there versus also people, scouting. Yeah. There's also people who don't put enough time into it though. Right. For sure. Yeah, I have a lot of friends that like show up to go deer hunting with me and they like haven't shot their bow yet this year, you know. Yeah, Not a lot. Yeah. Just a couple though. No. But you know what I mean? I like, I've had the, <laughs> I've had that uh experience before. Hopefully everybody's like, all shooting their bow by now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, if they haven't they need to be. Right. Right. I mean, it's, it's only time. fair to the deer, too. Right. Yeah. Well, you wound one and you know why that sticks with you. I know maybe it's just the old man and me talking, but it's like yeah. you hate to lose one because of that. Right. It only takes 10 minutes to shoot your bow. Yeah. You don't, you know, you, yeah, you don't have to shoot a hundred arrows. Well, it depends too. Some people live in a city and they have to drive to a course well, that's move. legal too. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Okay. <laughs> but I ah, mean, don't a make lot excuses of us, for people. Yeah. <laughs> bring it with you when you come home from work. Yeah. I mean like, yeah, that's yeah, very it's, true. It's not right. easy, but you get okay, yeah, well, some mindset yeah. for sure. Right. A lot yeah. of things aren't easy, you know? Yeah. Right. No, that's, that's hundred percent true. I, I make it as easy as I can for me. Like I have, me too. yeah, I have my stuff set up all the time to shoot. Me too. Um, I haven't shot in a few days actually, cause we were on our little vacation for our anniversary and then yeah, 10 years. You guys right? got, yep. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. And then you guys got, got here and we haven't shot dad shot last night though. Dad shot a few arrows. Yeah. We should have brought our bows just to walk yeah, around. We could have had time shoot, to do it. Yeah. Anything. Well, by the time you get up in the morning and you go scouting all day in this heat, you get pretty worn out by three or four o'clock. It's like, I think I drank like 10 bottles of Gatorade oh, today. No, and we still felt of, dehydrated. We had none left uh, at the end of the day. We drank yeah. all of our Gatorades. It's a good workout. Yeah. A lot yeah. of leg burners. Yeah, for sure. And those hills, man, 10 miles in those hills, it just feels like 20 miles in flatlands of Wisconsin by yeah. us. I mean, even the swamps are not nearly as hard as those hills right right those can be kind of a pain i was curious because you, you're shooting expandables you guys think like if these podcasts and all this crap was going on uh like back in the mid 2000s that anybody would have a problem with all these expandables what do you mean dude back in the day everybody shot expandable broadheads right? well, that was the latest and greatest so it was a fad yeah. like everything yeah but you think like single bevel all this stuff will be a fad too one day and then we'll be on to something 
different like will expandables come back into someone will make this awesome expandable that'll change the expandable market <laughs> well i don't a, know that's and all of a sudden it'll be like that'll be the thing again i think the biggest up. thing about expandables is they take so much kinetic energy opening up right yeah I, maybe that, and I mean, then there's the the failure aspect people worry about you know yeah and i'll be honest with you I, i'm like zinc i've had tons of good uh good uh, like experiences with expandables. I shot so many deer with expandable broadheads. But I also had bad experience with them too. Yeah, I had one not open, but yeah. So and that's what I've heard of. You know, I've never had, never really happened to me, but I've gotten good at tuning bows and stuff to where I can shoot any pretty much any fixed blade I want and get it to fly good. Yep. Um, yeah. Is that a dig on me? No. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I, I, I agree, like, I agree with you. I haven't had many bad experiences with expandables either, like a lot of people have. Yeah, it might, or some people have, whatever. I don't know. Well, yeah, people, when they have a bad experience, they'll tell 100 people, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I've just, I, I don't know how other people shoot, but I shoot. I've had bad experiences with fixed blade, right? Right. I shoot in the center of the body. You know, I don't, I'm not yeah. trying to, I don't try to hard shoot it here. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just center of the body, like not try to long him and right up and down center. I'm talking, I'm not yeah. talking guts, but yeah, and yeah, I yeah, just yeah. stay away from the shoulder. Yeah. And I want to put a big hole in it. Yeah. And it's worked for me. Well, yeah. I, my dad, uh, probably about five, six years ago was shooting, um, expandables and he had shot a doe. I mean, he was, he could hardly get around. So he, um, for him to shoot a doe was a big deal at his age. And, uh, it didn't expand and it just hardly any blood trail, whatever. And, uh, I found out what broadhead he was shooting and I was not happy. Like, cause I know that cause I do so much hunting and stuff. I actually took one of his arrows and took it and punched it through a big, thick piece of cardboard. It did not expand. Hmm. And it, after that, was he, he shooting one of the ones that like folds back on itself? Yes. Yeah. What, those wasps aren't like that, are they? No, no oh, I take in, that back. It has a front, and they yeah actually had a, a, a split ring on it. Okay, and I yeah, won't say I who it was, but you guys can figure that out. And yeah, it was a split ring. Right, runs and with it cage. was huh? Runs with cage. Yeah, and <laughs> sage. He did, and I did check it to make sure he had Bage. it set up right <laughs> with the slits. Because yeah. there's the slits yeah. and all that, and you have that all lined up and whatever, whatever. Away. And after that, he. Yeah. I bought him a, a package the of reason, fixed blade reapers, and he was the yeah. the reason I first switched to a fixed blades because I had problems with my blades falling apart in my quiver and stuff. I didn't like that. Like I would like get uh um, oh sure I, I would get an arrow out of the quiver yeah. and it'd be a it'd be expanded or whatever. I'm like yeah yeah hey, you know and I didn't want to have to you know, I didn't like it. And then I you know I learned how to tune a bow really well and all that. And I'm like okay I can get these things to fly good because back in the day me and my dad didn't really mess with that stuff too much you'd like you'd like tune it at a shop and then that'd be the end of it right and uh you know it, it wasn't always perfect and then if it's not perfect a lot of times some especially like some larger cutting diameter fixed blades won't fly well if you don't have a good tune on your bow right but now i figured out how to do all that and it's like okay i can get all this stuff to work so for me it just if i can get it to fly just like my field tips there's no for me i just can't justify you know i'm like i'll just shoot these fixed blades and then right. all oh. that I don't know. I'm, I'm but, not against fixed blades at all. No. Just this I want works. you to know I'm not against expandables. It, it works for me, and I wouldn't care if you were. I don't care if any of you are. Right. That's your any, problem. Any, not mine. Anybody, <laughs> anybody 
whatever works for them is cool. You should have yeah. confidence in your setup. If you don't, well, then fix that. Get confidence. Joe, dude, Joe yeah. Miles, uh, I talked to him the other day. and Dude, he went to Africa and just slayed a bunch of animals with a yeah. spandable. I listened to him, his debate with, uh, who is it? The, the, the Don Higgins. Don Higgins, and he made some great points, you know. Yeah. Bottom line is you got to be confident with your setup. Yeah. Get there. If you're not there, get yeah. there. And you like, it's hard to argue with any, well, either one of those guys really, but like you look at Joe, Joe's like trophy room. It's like, well, this guy's, he's got some, he's got uh, some time in, he yeah. got some field uh, knowledge on what works and what doesn't. So it's like, it just, I don't know, drives me nuts. Kinda. I, I kind of feel though, even mm-hmm. if an expandable doesn't expand and you, you center punch them, it's going to die. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So you, you can't, I can't blame everything a hundred percent on, a broadhead not expanding. Yeah. I mean, there's still, you still got to be able to center punch them. And I mean, what's nice about it is those really big uh, expandables. Uh, they really do put some damage on deer. Dude, I've, when like, everything yeah. works good. Right. Oh, man. They don't go far. Well, well, your son was there and Brad or Global was there when I shot the last doe. And I think she went like 20 yards, yeah. blood everywhere. I mean, yep. yeah. Oh, they're they are impressive whenever they they work well. Um, I mean, you, you know, as long as you, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I've shot deer in the shoulder with fixed blades and not found them. Right, yep. two of them. Yep. So it, it happens. Yeah, and I don't care who you are. If if you're gonna wound an animal sometime in your career and your yeah, hunting career, and it, it does suck, but it makes you. Hopefully, it makes people look at that and say, "Hey, this is something I need to change or do or yeah. whatever." And try to make try to. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. every once in a while, I hear a guy, oh, "I've never not killed a deer." I've got. Oh man, and it's that's like a death wish. Yeah, then that's just it. It's you know, it's probably gonna happen yeah. unless you're like shooting over maybe a beet pile where you're just like literally standing there yeah, chewing on happen. stuff or whatever. Yeah, not that I'm taking it away from the baiters. But, um, you know, when you're out in the thick shooting some of these deer, it's tough. You gotta, you have a very fine time to draw and, sh- and pull the trigger. On a mature you know? buck. Yeah. yeah. So, over, or on, mean, just where we buck. hunt a lot. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, and I'll just expand on that. Whenever someone does have these problems with expandables, or whatever, it's like, it's still your fault. So right. don't blame your equipment. Right. Yeah. You That's what know I was your trying to get at. You know, like take responsibility. Yep. It's your fault. Right. That's so, what I was trying to get at. Even yeah, if it doesn't yeah. expand, if you or, center punch it, like, it's going to die. If you're yeah. using expandable, you probably be shoot, shoot, shoot through brush or like, you know, you like that's all. Well, right. Yeah. I wouldn't shoot through a bunch of tall grass because no. I got to know your limits, you know? Yeah. But, dude, I shot so many deer with the G5. Uh, it was called a Tekken. It was a two blade expandable. Mm-hmm. I shot so many deer with that. Back in the day, that's all my dad shot was uh, when I was even in the 90s, he was shooting something called like a center punch, is what it was oh, called. Really? Yeah. It was like a, I don't know how to explain it, but it was a, the broadhead, the blades like, like inlaid into the ferrule. And then the front of it was a point, it had a button, it was like a button point. And you, that button would go in whenever you hit something. And then those blades would pop out. It's called a center. Oh, point. I see. It would kind of change look, the angle. I'll look for it. And I'll, I'll share it for everybody here. On the- I got, I got a question while you're doing that. So what yeah. was the first broadhead you oh. used? Cause when I grew up, it was, yeah. Muzzy or Thunderhead? And I was Thunderheads, but I still, that was all we had. That was all I got to pick from. And it's kind of funny because I actually have some of those Thunderheads left 
they were brand new in the package and I used them to, I took some of my arrows that I shot deer with that broke. I had the knocks on the back yet. And I made these little small arrows that hang from my rear view mirror. Were really cool. I think mean, you just, those thunderheads like literally were like dull for all the package versus what they are. Oh, today. right. Yeah. But that was the coolest thing back then. Yeah. Why? 25 broadheads at uh, thunder. Yeah. Did you ever use tracker string? I, I yes. missed my first I buck. I, I missed my first buck. I can still, because you didn't practice with tracker right. string. I can just watch it go right, right behind the front leg. It was like perfect. Just <laughs> all of a sudden it dives. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have some of those left from yeah, back that in the day. That was an amazing invention. Yeah. Whoever made that. Yeah. For, for those people who didn't, couldn't track very good it was perfect you just follow the string and i've I've already done it like i got into a swamp once and there was a string all over the place like what is going on just string and somebody had that tracker string and didn't clean up their mess and and you can see everywhere that zero went right so if you don't know what tracker string is you'd hook this little o o-ring type deal in between your broad and your arrow and then you tie a string to it and literally, literally a string it would a spool went where your stabilizer would go of string and it would follow the arrow along and it, it was sick the arrow would go through the deer but then the string would like stay with the deer so as the deer's running away it's pulling out string and then yeah. when it die the idea was just follow the string right. up to the animal it, and you would and even if your string ran out, you still just had to find the string yeah. somewhere in the marsh. <laughs> yeah. Then you were golden until yeah. it broke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, the good old days. But that's real. Actually, you started off. What was your first bowl? I had a Proline Raven. Yeah. I uh, see. I'm sure some people on here have heard of Dutch's, but that was left-handed. I shoot left-handed. I'm right-handed, but that was used $125 my dad said I could spend. TM yeah. Hunter Rest. Yeah. And I don't remember my sight, but it was just a three-pin, you know, fixed sight. Yep, yep. And my one quick thing, my second and third arrows ever were a Robin Hood. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'll never forget the smell of burning aluminum or burnt, you know, the yeah, friction from the aluminum. Hot, yeah. yeah. I started off with a yellow, like, plastic bow. Like, it was like a recurve that they oh, used really? to have in high schools and stuff. And then I actually got my first bow. Um, my dad wasn't much of a bow hunter back then. And it was a Browning Nomad, and it actually had wooden limbs on it. Compound bow with wheels and wooden limbs. Oh, yeah, I shot it so much that the wooden limbs cracked. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So my first was a High Country Force. Dang. Yeah, those were fancy compared to what I started with. Dang. And uh, my uh, I went and bought it at a. Uh, so I got it for Christmas, but it wasn't, I didn't get it for Christmas. It was like a note that was like, they wrote a note to me, like, you can buy you a bow. We'll go to the bow shop. Oh, yeah, and, get yeah. one. and so we went to this local bow shop in town here and uh, they didn't have a one I could pull back. Like I was, I was like 10 years old, you know, they didn't like the youth bows weren't really a thing. Back right. Then, right. You know? Get one that. Could... So he was, he sold it to us and told us to go to the hardware store and buy longer limb bolts like go buy the whatever thread oh, yeah. size it yep. was yep. and then i think he switched it out for us to where it had longer limb bolts so we could like loosen, loosen, it, the, up loosen it up more. oh wow yeah wow. i think that's how that went i now was pretty young that. but that's i seem like i remember that happening look at the bulls i remember i was upset right. that i think i was upset that i couldn't like take it home that like we had to go work yeah on yeah, it. You, wanted to yeah. Shoot it. you already brand new yeah. and you had to already change it yeah all. so i'll show you guys this i found these broadheads i found i didn't find the broadheads i, I shot I'm, I'm tired of looking for them, but uh, these were the the concept, the exact same concept. Oh, thorns, yeah. 
No, a lot of raven shooters shoot thorns. That wasn't what they were, though. Right. Uh, that's but what, that's, that's what, just what I... That's the same idea, though. Same concept. Exact same yeah. idea. My dad used to shoot those thorns. Um, so this, this is crossbow. what they look like. Can you see them, Zank? I can. It's like what they look like. And then uh, they would expand. Like the, the tip would go in when you shot it. You guys can see that there. And then the blades would pop out. That's what I used back in the day with uh, however much weight I pulled. Wasn't very much. I was say, that's scary. But... Uh, it, I mean, I killed deer with them back then with that. So what was listen the, to, wait a minute, listen to this. Oh boy. So back those the ones I had the um there was a like a, one of them rubber bands that yep. went around the blades, yep. you know, to keep them in. Yeah, yep. Uh my cousin never had heard of like expandables back then. Like he didn't know what they were. So I would go hunt with my cousin. And the first time I went hunt with my cousin, he cut he got my quiver and he cut all those rubber bands because oh. he thought they were like <laughs> I was supposed like, to take them the off. Package. Yeah, and so he cut them off right? and then like and I got them all expanded for me. Nice. And I shot my first doe with that, like with a, with expand with expandable oh. that he expanded for me before I shot it. That's nice, accurate broadhead, <laughs> right? Right. So, what was the let off on your first bow? Oh, dude, I wouldn't know. Sixty-five. I, mean. I was fifty. Yeah, that, that old nomad was it, it only fifty percent let off. It wheels on it is Jeez. now whether the bull is like eighty-five percent let off. That's crazy. My bull is not even that new. I'm shooting a Bowtech Experience, but. Yeah, those are pretty fast bowls, though, right? Yeah, it's 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 plenty. Yeah, I mean, I'm not getting right. a new bow anytime soon. I just right. get a new string every other year, and right, I'm not. I think bows are insane right now. Yeah, they're, they're expensive. Some of those are what two thousand dollars just for a bare right. bowl, right? I'm like, yeah, mine shoots fine, and I'm used to it. And well, I did the uh, elder wolf made me a. Uh, recurve or a self bow and one um, a good friend of mine. So if I start shooting anything, it would be that. That's really cool. Something different. Call him Elder Wolf. That's what he signs his bow, his custom. Oh, it's like his comp, like his. It's not custom. a company. He just yeah, does just, it for friends and stuff. Yeah. And uh, that's what know, he calls him. Those. That's what wolf. he calls his. That's kind of a cool name. Yeah. Well, he's an Elder Wolf. Mm. But he has a he put I think did I show you he had like yeah. a snakeskin epoxied yeah, into that it. Is oh, way yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. We need I to mean, bring it's it like here. real primitive. Yeah. I mean, it's just a little notch mm-hmm. where you put the. It's arrow. actually not epoxied onto it. That's just how it's like. He probably just blacked it with like glue. Yeah, glue yeah, yeah. Wood glue. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he did it, but it's. Yeah, I'm very appreciative, and it's it's a really cool yeah, thing. Cool, and I, I would it, see yeah. getting into that more. Yeah, yeah. Not that I'm not one of these trad guys, so yeah. Well, I'm yeah, not either. I'm a wannabe. Yeah. I like you shot a nice buck last year with your my longbow. Yeah, yeah that was awesome. Yeah. That was an awesome hunt. Really. Yeah, but I don't claim to be like a, a trad bow hunter. Like I, I no, just hunt right. whatever I feel like hunting with, and right. I, like, yeah. I have fun with all of it. You like, don't I, need big label for everything. No, not at all. No, no. Like if I, like the only reason I took that longbow out that day, I don't know why I even took it out. I just like I'd like I'm gonna take my longbow today, and then I shot a buck with it. Like, That's I don't, great. I wouldn't like I was wasn't committed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like anything, you know. I've killed a bunch of deer with one, and but that was your biggest and... for the longbow, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a nice buck for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got. I got him back the other day. He's in there now. Yeah, but uh, and then uh, yeah, just I took a turkey hunting once and shot a turkey with it. Don't really have a desire to shoot another turkey with one. That's gotta be tough. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It's it's tough. A lot of people do it though. I mean, it's not impossible for sure. So. I put an expandable on there when you do it with a. Oh, you talking about getting people angry? <laughs> oh boy, here we I'm go. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, I know that ain't gonna work for you. It would work. Yeah, it would work. Yeah, it would work. You get through the their wing with that? Sure. I don't know. 
Never tried it. Why, what do I know? I didn't. I've never, never shot a expandable out of a longbow. Let us know out there, people. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That dude, you like, you hit the nail on the head with what you just said about like people, like putting everything in a bubble. Like it is bad that way. You know. Yeah. Well, everyone's got to be special. You know. Well, yeah. yeah, and that's just it. I think there's just you know. In the hunting community itself, there's just so much bickering going on. Oh, you gotta have a tree stand. You gotta have a, a, a saddle. saddle. You gotta crap. have. Oh, uh, you can't have a crossbow, but you can have this freaking five thousand dollar vertical bow. But uh, it's just hunt your hunt, man. You know, do what you think is right. Do what makes you happy. Yeah. Don't worry about what other people think. Don't and don't tell other people how to how to hunt. I mean unless they're asking yeah um so it's it's remember that people it's just we're all here for the same reason so have fun with it don't worry about what other people are doing just get along it's just yeah yeah what did uh i heard something the other day i can't remember who was i listened to a bunch of weird podcasts like non-hunting related stuff but like whether it be a motivational podcast or just like a creator podcast like an entrepreneur podcast or something but they're saying uh, they're talking about uh, critics mm-hmm. and like they're t- saying that like any type of uh a criticism of especially over the internet criticism it's it's probably someone that has some uh uh unwanted or uh, a need that isn't fulfilled in their life that they're upset about that you're filling right. your life and or they're insecure you know, you know like yeah you're you're basically being insecure about your own stuff i, yeah. I think a lot yeah. of it is you know i yeah. get I hear a lot. I eat really people think weird type stuff. And it's like, I, I don't care what people say about it, but it's like, why do I, why are you coming at me with it? Like, this yeah. is, I'm happy with it. I do what I do. Yeah. You don't need it. I mean, I don't care, but you're, you're basically showing me that you're insecure. Right. You're not making yeah. me insecure. You know what I mean? So it's like, work on you. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Same right. with all this other stuff. You know, some people are, excited to shoot a six pointer out there you know what yeah, like zane the trophies and eight yeah <laughs> the trophy damn right you know what damn right and you know what? that's just it i want a big we will remember that do, six pointer forever like this yeah. is going to be something to be talked about forever and have fun with and but if you're happy with shooting a six pointer or four pointer or spike bucks so be it you know what yeah, go ahead cares, have fun dude. man if right. the, i do the like, trophies in the eye beholder you, you talk would, about go ahead and why bring that person down? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why talk like, down to them? Like, let's shake their hand and say congratulations. Yeah. Nice year. And, I'm yeah. happy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Dude, so. I would give anything if I could have, like, my, my grandpa, like, talk on one of these things. Because, dude, it was just, like, a different world with oh, him. Oh, right. Same with like, my dad. Oh, if – and uh, my grandpa was a very good hunter of everything, though. Like, he would hunt everything. And, uh, dude, he would get pissed if I – Passed a buck. I mean, any kind of buck, dude. I tell you this story. I don't know if I told this on here before. And this is the ten, the seven year or whatever. The you can't get in trouble after seven years or whatever that law is. Right. Uh, and I was also, I, I was, he was, I had to have been like well, between the ages of ten and fifteen. I don't right. know how old I was because I was, uh, I wasn't driving. I couldn't drive. But we were coming back from a hunt uh, out uh, a place we had permission uh, from, and this little seven pointer walked across the road in front of us, just like randomly across the road, driving home mm-hmm. in the morning, like after a morning hunt, like at noon, it just, it just ran across the road in front of us. He like slammed on the brakes. He's like, get out there and shoot that thing. 
and it's like my grandpa. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, okay, you know. And I'm kind of like, well, who who owns the property and all this? He goes, ah, oh, we got permission here. And I'm like, okay, you know. <laughs> and I and I walk out and the seven pointer. I'm like, I'm never going to catch up with this thing. Right. You know, it went to the ran into this woods. I'm never going to see this thing. So I like walk up it, down this finger. I know where I know exactly where I was at. And I walk down this finger, and I kind of just was halfway entertaining him. Yeah, you know? yeah, I'll go try. Yeah. And uh, I kind of stood there on the finger. I look up, and there's a herd of does, like a herd of does running to me across the field. And he can see them. Like, it's oh, out in the field. He can see them, watch them run right to me. And they run right to me. I didn't shoot I didn't shoot any of them. And uh, they they ended up seeing me. And I was kind of hidden, but not really. I was kind of up, up in the open in the woods, and they were in the field. And they saw me, turned around, ran the other way. And I didn't think anything of it. And I uh, I got back to the truck. And I he, like, my grandpa never got mad at me. And, like, he was he was – very disappointed in me for not shooting one of those does. He was in the red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, we would pass, you know, we'd pass a little dinky buck, you know, and he'd be like, that may have been the one with your name on it this year and you didn't shoot it. You know, he'd just be yep. like, mm-hmm. yep, you, you could have, you, you had may your not, chance. <laughs> you may not get another one to walk by you this year. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, I will, you know. When, yeah. when year I was in northern Wisconsin, my dad was a meat hunter. Yeah. That's what I was brought up as. Yeah. And for those people out there that aren't meat hunters or never were meat hunters, you know what? Awesome, man. Because I tell you, to become a mature buck hunter, you have to break a lot of those bad habits. But anyways, yeah. we're uh, driving down uh, this uh, logging road way up in northern Wisconsin. I was young. And my grandpa was along and my dad. And my grandpa and my dad, there was always a little friction between those two. You know, as a kid, I loved my grandpa more than anything. Yeah. I love my dad, too. But, you know, there's something special about your grandpa, yeah, right? right? right, right, right. So anyways, oh, yeah. uh, two deer run across in front of the truck. And my dad, I swear that guy was like a sniper. He jumps out of the truck and he runs into the woods. And those two deer stopped behind this hill. Mm-hmm. and they start feeding and you could just see see their heads one would like feed on these this like grass that they were chewing on yeah and then it would lift its head and the other one would put its head down and they just kind of did this thing for about five minutes and my dad finally he takes and he puts his rifle up and he the next one to put its head up bang mm. We, he goes over and me and my grandpa, my grandpa is like almost like mad because like, what are we doing? You know, this yeah. is, you know, he was old school. You have to be in your stand and you have to, or your stump because he yeah. was more of a stump sitter. And then that's how you, my dad, he was a opportunist. Yeah. And sure enough, he, he, he shot one in the head and he gets up to it and it is the smallest deer i've ever seen in my life i mean it was terrible and back then you had to register deer at the Take local bar yeah, gas yeah, station yeah, or whatever yeah. at the so, bar yeah yeah there was big time registration you stations. Shot some people I swear. so we of course we go into town <laughs> we go to the bar and people see this little thing it is so small it's like a dog and my dad's embarrassed and yeah we're walking in and one of the guys that uh, was leaving a bar sees this little thing and he starts yelling, Hey, Joel, make sure you tie your dog up. Look at this. He'll shoot it. You know, and he just started giving him a hard time. Of course, my dad was just embarrassed. My grandpa gave it to him, too. What do you shoot that little thing for? He's like, Well, I was the first one to put its head up. It was an impressive shot, but um, I'll never forget that. It was, uh, 
it was funny. My my grandpa gave him so much heck about that. I was <sighs> I passed the deer opening day. I shot one with a bow. I was probably like in my teens at some point. I don't know what I can't remember what year. Yeah. And uh I passed one opening I passed two bucks opening day and they're decent, pretty nice bucks, you know. And uh when I told my grandpa about it, he was <laughs> upset. Like he was like We'd find a tag for that thing. You should have shot it. You know, I'm like, oh, gosh, <laughs> yeah. Grandpa. But like yeah. back, I don't know. It's just different. A different yeah. time period. Different, right. I mean, but well, when 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 he was growing up, and like he he did have dementia, and in his older age, I think a little bit of that was creeping in when I was hunting with him because he, you know, he, I think maybe he was thinking about when he was back in the day when you could shoot a couple bucks here mm-hmm. in Indiana. Back in the day, I don't think you could shoot does in Indiana. I think you can only shoot bucks. Anyway, so there's probably a little bit of that was going on that we didn't know about yet. Yeah. But um yeah, it was it was entertaining hunting with him. Like and he couldn't sit still. He couldn't sit still anymore. Oh really? Yeah. So he would uh um you know, like you'd be sitting there in your tree standing. You could see like where we hunted that was very open, a lot of fields and stuff, and you would like from your stand, you could see like oh grandpa like sat for 30 minutes and he would just like get up and walk around start walking around i was gonna yeah. say did he eat black licorice or was no it was like it was like peanuts out of the job Dude, it was uh, chewing or something yeah he didn't chew when i he chewed when i was young and then he quit but it was uh ridley chewing gum and yeah. uh like that cough almost like cough drops i don't know what they were oh, exactly oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it was more like ones. candy yeah. than it was cough drops yeah it wasn't always yeah. like you didn't really want candy from grandpa you know? yeah <laughs> but uh the the best memories i have was fishing with him though he was a gigantic fisherman i mean when he re- he retired he's been retired my whole life i don't remember him ever not being retired but um he fished every single day in the summertime you know and so he had a uh he had a 14 foot John boat and he only had trolling motor on it and he never bought a regular motor for it. And we would go to Monroe reservoir with it. And like, which is a big reservoir and, uh, take us forever. What felt like a, like whenever I was that little hunting with him, it felt like the biggest journey ever. Like we were on this lake. <laughs> we, I thought, I thought we were, we're on like this five big, we were, on this, <laughs> we were on this big lake and we would like go to this, uh, area. And like, in my mind, that was Monroe reservoir. Well, later in life, I fished there when I, I had a boat and had a, you know, a 150 horsepower motor on it. And so I could actually go to Monroe Reservoir and come to find out we were like in this little bitty cove that was probably 200 yards across. Uh-huh. And uh, there was a boat ramp that was like hidden. You couldn't even see. The only thing you get into it was a little John boat, you know, and that's where he put in. And yeah. then, like I got there, I know, I'll never forget like the years when I like years went by because um, I probably stopped fishing with him when I was like 12 years old and we moved away. And, uh, I just remember like when I was in my twenties, I like, I'm gonna go find where me and Papa used to fish. And I got there and I'm like, this is like a kind of a big pond almost like it's just a cove in the lake. And I'm like, I always, but it, it felt like a journey. Yeah. yeah. It felt yeah. like the biggest journey. And I always thought his boat was so cool and like thought it was big and, uh-huh. and my cousin has it now. But, and I remember like seeing it later in life. I'm like way smaller than I remember it. Yeah. <laughs> Everything seems bigger when you're young yeah right yeah and then i remember more of an adventure i remember like sometimes if the mo- the trolling motor wouldn't work and we'd row we just row then i love it and my grandpa on my but mom's every- side yeah go ahead. he uh he actually uh worked at kohler company when in his younger years yeah. didn't like it yeah he wasn't a factory guy and they started had just started stocking salmon in lake michigan salmon and rainbows and mm-hmm. so he was a big fisherman mm-hmm. and he decides 
to uh, go out and go fishing. Yeah. That's every minute he could when he wasn't working at Kohler, he'd fish. Well, people start paying him to go fishing, and he actually started a charter business. He's one of the first people to charter in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. So here he is. He's actually he quit his job at Kohler, and that's what he did for the rest of his life was charter fish. And he actually invented what's uh, yellow birds. I don't oh, know yeah, if you know I've what those are. Yellow, those are planers. And it's kind of cool. He'd go to Texas during the winter months when there was no charters going on, and uh, they would spend their winters there. And he saw fishermen surf fishing using somewhat similar to a planer board to get their, their lines off the beach and way out there. And he's like, I bet you I could use that for my boat. So he designed uh, a planer board which actually was one of the first planer boards ever uh, and hmm. and started making them out of wood. I actually have some of the original planer boards in packages yet. They were made out of wood. And uh, he started a business up, a small business. And mm-hmm. you go to sports shows when like yeah, Milwaukee yeah, yeah. had to sport, wear these canary yellow tuxedos <laughs> for yellow birds. It was almost ridiculous. Yeah, but, cheesy. Um, yeah, and he would, you know, do his charter fishing. It was it was pretty cool. I used to um, package those releases as huh. a kid. I think get ten cents for every package of releases that I packaged by hand. Nice. I just put them in the bags with their split rings and all that, and staple it. And it was. I don't know. It was kind of cool. cool. Yeah. 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 So my, uh, my grandpa had a best friend named George and he lived down here on the river in a shack, like legitimate shack. He only had one leg. Oh he, he had a wooden leg. He had a wooden was leg. He, was he related to Matt Foley? <laughs> <laughs> Him and Matt lived on the river yeah, down yeah. here in a shack. He <laughs> was, it was a shack like the size of this, uh, kitchen though. He lived down there and it had a lean to off the back of it and i remember he always kept bait in a uh in like one of those big tin uh tubs that were about the size of this like you like a watering tub like you have for cattle he kept bait in there sure anyway we they kept their minnows and stuff and he would ride his four-wheeler to my grandpa's which is this house i'm sitting in right now was my grandparents house um and we'd go fishing in the morning and uh we'd leave at like 4 a.m to go because the lake is an hour drive from here and George would come, you know, I, 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 dude, I could, I would sit right here. This was a dying table and grandpa would make every at 4am. He would make eggs and mixed in with deer meat. It was just eggs and deer meat mixed like together. Ground, huh? ground meat. Yeah. And, uh, he made that every morning and, uh, I would sit here and eat and I could see George's four when their lights coming through. I knew it was like time to get, get going, you know, anyway. He was a smoker, a real heavy smoker, and uh, he would fall asleep on the way to the lake. And his every time his cigarette would like burn to his mouth, and, he, and he, he'd like shake up. And, I, and then my grandpa had, had this little like 1986 Nissan pickup, and it was one of those ones where you had to sit like this in the back seat, and like you know oh, yeah. sideways yeah, in the yeah. back seat. Yeah. Of course, I sat back there. cab, right? Yeah. Yep. And uh, so George had that one leg. He only had one leg. Well, they'd uh, we'd every now and again we'd go catfish, and we'd catch some big cat flatheads and stuff. And they, they would sit in the, uh, they, instead of put them in a cooler or something, they would just lay them in the bottom of the flat, uh, the you know, boat. The, the boat, the 14 foot boat. Well, my grandpa and George told me that one of them catfishes, uh, uh, bit George's leg off and that's how he <laughs> oh, lost crap. his leg. And so I was terrified of catfish <laughs> when I was younger. Like I, you know, I, I didn't want to have nothing to do with those mm-hmm. big ones. Cause they told me George uh, lost his leg because uh, catfish bit it off when they got in the boat. <laughs> I think so, he had diabetes or something. Amazing. But, There's some good catfish in here in Southern Indiana. Yeah. Right? The white. I'd like to really try that. Me too. Yeah. 
Yeah, we caught anybody them. out there want to take us? Yeah, we're, next summer. We're well, we went on that float trip, me and Maddie, in the canoes and the kayaks, and we caught. I caught some catfish. I've caught some catfish on the river. Back in the day with my grandpa, we caught a bunch of them. Yeah, he probably knew all the holes. Yes, all too, right? Yeah, yeah him yeah. and George did. I mean, I think it'd be fun doing that. Was it noodle fishing or bottle fishing or yeah. whatever they call? Yeah, it? they did a lot. Of, they did a lot. Of it's like a trap line on water. Set line or. Yeah, they did yeah. a lot of that. They did a lot of limb lining back in the day. They cut. They, I mean, got pictures, or I don't, but my grandma has pictures of grandpa with tons of big catfish or some big, cat, you know, 50 pounders. Wow. Yeah. You know, obviously, you know, I was, used to be a big trapper mm-hmm. and used to run 300 traps. And I kind of think that's like trapping, mm-hmm. but different in a yeah. river, you know, for catfish. I, I think that would be a hoot. Yep. Someday I on a bucket list. I'd like to get back into fishing more. It was such a big part of my childhood. Like Me too. We, oh. we fished so much. I was hardcore every day. Yeah. yeah. I still have my boat. You know how many times I went fishing this year? Zero. Zero. I was I in the woods all the time. I know. It's all year I've been in the yeah. woods. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about, we had, uh, when I was growing up, we had a little pond behind our house. And man, I, I hate to say how many hours I spent fishing in that pond. And then my grandpa would take me fishing. Best memories too. ever. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, I'll never forget. Like I can remember this is like it was yesterday, but we got that house, uh, and there was that pond back there, and I'd fished it for a while, and not like, not really. I was a little kid, like little kid, not really. No, my dad didn't fish either. My dad never really was into fishing. Uh, my grandpa kind of burned him out on fishing, and uh, I remember vividly remember my grandpa the first time he came to that pond. And like I was thinking, like I'm gonna figure it out now. Like grandpa's <laughs> gonna show me what to do. Like I remember that. And, and yeah, I can still remember what he said to me. Like, you just need to, I would just start here and I would fish here and then fish here and then fish here and then fish here. And then eventually you just remember where you cut the fish, you know, and then that's where you need to fish. And I'm like, okay. You know, I remember that. Like it was, I can hear him saying it right now. I bet you he loved it as much as you. Oh, I'm sure he it, did. I you mean, know, yeah. I have grandchildren of my own. I'm looking forward to yeah, that now. It's the, yeah. Yeah. It's weird with the things you grandpa. remember. Yeah, I'm a grandpa. Yeah. Twice over, three times actually. Yeah, remember what I used to do with my grandpa. Oh, were you? Nope. I would uh, pick rocks in the field. That was our bonding time. Really? Wow. Oh, I've tried that. that. Sound as fun that, as that fishing. That's not fun. <laughs> no, my dad <laughs> didn't all. fish. Okay. My grandpa didn't fish. Really? They're all about work. Yeah. Well, is that farm that you're talking about ripping? There's two farms, but yeah. 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 We he'd go there with the front end loader, and we'd he'd just that point from the top. Oh, no fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was nice, and we yeah. bailed hay and stuff. Yeah. It wasn't like mean. Well, he could be mean, but that's just what we did. The yeah. Children were labor. Yeah. Yeah. My grandpa wasn't that way. He was retired, and he lived a pretty – the only thing he was very into was his garden. And, like, we plant our garden every year, and I'm always just like – his garden always looked perfect. Like, not a weed in it. Right. Everything was, like, lush and just – Is that, is that where awesome. your uncle gets that from? Maybe. I don't yeah. know. But he, he had potatoes there. I just kind of was laughing. Yeah. And uh, – <laughs> 86 jars or whatever. I yeah. always, every year I'm always thinking, cause our, our garden gets weedy every year, just all that kind of stuff. And every year I'm just thinking like, how did he do this? You know, but then kind of like, then I think about him like, Oh wait, he was retired and didn't have a job. And that's like his hobby. You know, that's what he liked to tinker with. I put chickens in my garden now. So it's yeah, much easier to maintain them. The chickens. Yeah. Are you sure? So you got rid of the garden and you got chickens now. Yeah. I fed the fence now holds chickens. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna yeah. say. Most of the time. <laughs> Except for those three. <laughs> they got murdered yeah. by a coyote. Find a foot here. Uh, yeah, I'm not know. sure they're dead, but I did find one of their feet. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
poor kids. Oh gosh, that's hilarious. Yeah, it happens. I mean, not proud of it, but yeah, oh, that's life. Man. That's right. Chickens and it's are... you know, I think they lived a much better life in your house than they do in other places. Right. That's what I hear. There's a chicken expert around here, so yeah. Go ahead, Maddie. You already got your cereal box. <laughs> Just, um, does anybody have any questions? Yeah, there was a few here, and I'm way, plumbing, way, way, way behind. Plumbing questions? There was a couple. That's what I was laughing <laughs> at earlier to myself because I saw some plumbing uh, questions. Uh, Justin asked if you get a uh, – sorry, guys. We got this. My sister's dog is – we're babysitting it, and it kind of – I don't know. It it's gets, it's it new to the territory, yeah, so it it's barking at everything. Anyway, yeah. That wasn't as bad as I thought it was. He barks for a long time sometimes, but. Um, if you get a buck pick and don't ever see him again, how do you track him down? I would move on. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, we'll, it depends on when the buck pick. Yeah. Happens. When is it? Well, let's give a scenario. One let's, picture. A lot, doesn't of times, mean that a lot of times a buck will move through, you know, at like mid October. Well, and, or, or, or he'll go in and like, you'll see him once at 11 a.m. or 11 p.m. or something. Yeah. Like, in the middle of the night can't of put a ton of stock into that yeah. yeah it's cool to see him but yeah also like if you get him in daylight though like he may be just around there and not um not walking by your camera every yeah i was gonna say walks, if you know the you know. area and you know the bedding then mm-hmm. go do some scouting on the yeah. edges see if you're i, I kind of feel rubs. i run a lot of cameras yes and i definitely feel that for every picture of a buck that i get i probably he probably came through there four or five other times i did not get pictures of so you can't always put stock in that. A few years ago, I was hunting in Wisconsin, opening night on some public land, and I had a, a Tacticam out, and I got, like, pictures of two deer. There was 19 deer. I was sitting near that Tacticam to be able to see that. There was 19 deer. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think I put you in that spot that one time when you were hunting. There was all well, the very first time I hunted there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And... uh I, 19 deer i would never have believed it like you know according to a tacticam one doe came through you know twice and i never ever in a million years would have thought wow all these deer around here and this is all i got so you can't always put stock into trail cams no. and they'll give you some good ideas of what's going on but you can't always take that as as gospel Not like every deer that went through that area is correct. on there correct yeah. Yeah. I mean, if a deer just gets just out of range, like I have a lot of scrapes that I put my cameras on. Sometimes they're just, they'll scent check it. You won't get a picture of them, but they did come through. Yeah. 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 How often are you checking that camera? Are you in there all the time? Right. Right. There, there's so much that goes you know. into it. So many variables. I don't think that they have to, like some people are under the impression that if there's a scrape there, they're going to go there every time. It's like, right. I don't think they do. Uh-huh. I watched it last year in Western Wisconsin. Yeah, they, I watched a buck scent check a scrape that I was sitting over, and he never came within 50 yards of that scrape. Yeah. He literally came, scent checked it, and then turned right around and went back from where, where he came from. It was, I kind of wish I would, I have video of it, but I never actually posted it. Yeah. It's a, uh, um, the thing about cameras is if you get a picture of them, it's like a sure, like, you know where he's at, but it's like, it's not necessarily, um, you know, the, the final straw for everything. Yeah, he exists. You got to figure him you, out now. Yeah, you know where he was at the second that picture was taken. Yeah. That's now it. you need he's to figure else. him out. Yeah, now yep. cast your net or whatever. Yep. All right. Let's see here. 
Gary's uh, workmate here. Matt had a question. Oh, boy. <laughs> Give says, us some dirt on Gary. Yeah. yeah. When scouting and you find historical rubs, but nothing looks like it in the past two years, so he's saying there looks like old rubs, would you consider that as a food-specific food specific spot or just a historical buck that chose that spot? Ooh, that could be both. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been just some uh, – you know, a, a random buck in an area because of a doe or something, chased a doe into there, and he got... Well, I kind of feel bias. Like, we've had it even here in Death Valley where all of a sudden there's like four shooters and something happens to them or a lot of pressure comes in and it pushes them out. So, but then I've also had it too where there's historical rubs there, but the only time they're actually in there is during rot. See, and that's where you need to be able. If you have trail cams, put a trail cam in there and and, see, and let it soak. Let it soak, yeah. And then you'll know for sure. So, I've got some bucks right now that I'm actually got history of from last year during rut, and they'll be back. Like yeah. there was one uh, big ten pointer that like literally every year for three years in a row he was in the same spot but it i was just always like a day behind him so mm-hmm. chad asked you about the acorn crop here in indiana this year um, um i know the red oaks reds. Yeah. yeah yeah the white oaks yeah like i said i i left i i gave zank my my truck so my binos were in there but mine were at the house here yeah so we just it was kind of an impromptu thing. <laughs> I sh- should have brought some. Call the knee and R on that one. Yeah, they probably. I, don't, I mean, I'm just saying, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I've only been here for 48 hours, so. Yeah, I, I give uh, you the acorn report. Yeah, I may need to. I may grab some binos sometime in the next week or so and go searching around, look around a little bit better. That was my that was my thoughts today though. Was I didn't see many white no. oaks and I saw a lot of red oaks. Yeah. Um. But the trees are really tall here too. It's like I mean, <laughs> right. I'm saying like you know, no, like sometimes you last you'll be on an edge and there'll be low branches. But we've also had a lot of wind and stuff here lately, storms. So I think you would think you'd of... see some more laying on the ground yeah, or from the yeah. squirrels knocking them down. But right. it's kind of yeah, yeah, a lot of little red oaks laying around though. Right. Andy asks, how does the brightness or dark, dark brightness or darker nights affect deer movement or fog? I think this is probably asked when we were talking about spotlighting and stuff. So. Um, during the lighter nights, I kind of feel I see more movement yeah. earlier in the night than later. Um, I'd say for me, the best is if it rains and then it stops. Yeah. Everything that's, moves just out. seems like that's magic. Yeah. And I mean, like a good rain or something. And it stops. But I think he. Are you talking rain or actually like? No, moonlight. he just was saying. He was just saying the brightness or darkness of the night. Like yeah, so like the moonlight. Yeah. Oh, like the ambient light. Yeah. Without a light. You've always like heard rumors that like it's brighter at night. You. Yeah, deer those deer better, move at night better. Yeah. And I've, I've never, actually seen it. Really. I actually seen it where it, I've seen less daytime movement there during yeah. those times. Yeah. Sure. Sure. But, uh, oh yeah, less daytime movement when it's really bright out at night. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I agree. They're with moving that around sure. during the night. Yeah. But as far as spotlighting, I don't. Yeah. I don't really do much with the weather. But if it did rain and stop, then I 
seems yeah. like they're all out. Even glassing, oh, yeah. you know, even glassing, it's like if it stops and you got 45 minutes of good light, they'll be out. Yep, for sure. Let's see here. This is interesting. Noah T asked, has you ever, ever seen a doe trying to kill another doe's fawn? No. I haven't either. He oh. asked why they do that. I'm not sure. If they Territorial. I think they do that. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's so. Territorial. Maybe There's... that fawn's mom got run over or something. And she... Well, I think it's, uh, I've seen it already back in the, probably 25 years ago. And I Those used to are be different now. Doles, yeah, they're different now. They've evolved. Yeah. Uh, no, I've actually seen it where does will like beat up other, like, they're some more subordinate. Well, I've seen does fight with each other. Yeah. And they'll chase, fawns. they'll literally chase off the fawns and stuff off the bait until they, oh. until they finish eating and they'll kind of move off. Of mm. course, unless a buck moves in and, but you know, that was a long time ago. Yeah. No ass. What's the best deer rifle of all time? Mine. What do you got? <laughs> it you got kills a, six pointers. Yo, good. That was a muzzle loader. Oh, I don't know. I like my 270, but I mean, how, how would anyone really know the six. answer? But 30 out six probably killed more in deer Wisconsin. Than anything. In Wisconsin, yeah. 30 out six is probably your, I don't know what it is in Indiana. But it's 12 gauge. Yeah. It was for a long time. Long it was time. in Wisconsin, too. At least southern well, Wisconsin. Southern Wisconsin, yep. Uh, Zeke, uh, which is James, yep. Is a, he was in the Army, too. He's asking, uh, Zeke. He's, uh, <laughs> did, uh, hey, thanks did Zank, for your service. Yeah, Zeke. yeah thanks. Or James, I'm sorry. Did, uh, did Zank deploy? And if so, where and when? Deployed in 2004, Taji, Iraq, just north of Baghdad, between Baghdad and Camp Anaconda. But I was doing convoys, so I was all over. Yep. What's his MOS? My MOS, 92 whiskey, water purification. There you go. Maybe uh, it was seventy-seven whiskey when I joined. Now it's ninety-two whiskey. Oh, really? What yeah. causes them to change that? They, they drink they whiskey now. Change stuff all the time. <laughs> oh, really? Know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but what about you, Zeke? What were you? There you go. Zeke's dad, probably. Yeah, it's James. <laughs> Zeke's dad. Zeke is the the little boy. Oh, he's <laughs> on his dad's account, or what? No, no, his he's Zeke outdoors is their account. Oh, but yeah. Zeke is his uh son. His son. Oh, okay. It's a pretty uh, cool deal, actually. Yeah, Zeke cool uh, is their son, and they kind of do they do a little bit of videotaping, right? <laughs> here's a, here's a, yeah, they do. Yeah, here's a uh, water softener question for you. Oh, boy. all right. Who sent this? Is there a good online resource for calculating water softener sizing material, et cetera? Just message me. T- tell me the hardness of your water, and I'll tell you. So you just gotta tell you their hardness. No, what you do is you take. <laughs> You take the hardness of your water, so if it's like a 30,000 grain softener, which would be a one cube softener, divide that by the hardness of your water. That'll tell you how much capacity your resin, your resin, your softener can regenerate. <laughs> so then you Are take you making that, it so? No, this, <laughs> is, this is fact. So I don't know. Just message me. I'll calculate <laughs> it for you. It's, it's a little more complicated than that, but yeah, there is online stuff. Just type it in. I don't know how to yeah, tell Google you. Google it. Google it. But yep. it's or mess seriously, you can message me. I'll help you. There you go. It's Bradley Zank on Facebook. You have a Facebook page for your company? I do, but it's private. But if he wants to ask to be invited, if he messages me, I'll invite him. There you go. Um, I don't like rant like just opening the doors to stuff. Yeah, I right. understand. 
Mark asked if I'm hunting the reduction zone in Indiana. I'm not probably this year, Mark. Got too much going on in September. Um, and also, Mark, I do not have a discount code for Stealth Outdoors, but it's not expensive anyway. So you don't need one. Yeah, it's not. It's not horribly expensive. No, uh, not you spend at all. Fifty bucks. Yeah, you know you can get everything you need. Yeah, it's it's a get a hoodie. Lou makes a good yeah. Good get a hoodie. Uh, affordable um, product that works good. Let's see. Lou's got to eat. That's true. He's got a feast. Yeah. He's been a he's been a supporter since day one of the show too. So he's a good guy. Yeah. Well, who you want to support, Lou or Walmart? Let's go. Buy something from Lou. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean seriously. Yeah. Probably got a fifty thousand dollar truck. Yeah. All right, like Gary does. No. Yeah. It's <laughs> <Dave's> funny. <laughs> Mark also asked, "What kind of longbow do you recommend for a beginner with no experience in trad?" I would get either a uh, Samick Sage or a. Black Hunter is what's called. Those are the two I would get starting off. They're super cheap and they shoot pretty good. So look up Jason Samkoviak, uh, traditional bow hunting and wilderness podcast on YouTube. And, and he has a good video about those two bows. And is that who you're going hunting with? Mm-mm. No, no. Oh, that's right. Yep. You're going with, uh, Dave okay. from yep. Razor Rod. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But those are the two I would look up there, Mark. Let's see here. Well, there may not be. Oh, there's more comments. Wait a minute here. I'm still thinking about that softener question. Oh God, here we <laughs> that go. That guy, whoever did that, better message me because I want to <laughs> figure this out for you. Uh, and I'm thinking of a way I could tell you in plain English, but just tell me how hard your water is. Message me, and how many people live in your house? We are. Uh, out of questions. That's all of them. That's okay. We're not that exciting anyways. No, Dan wasn't on tonight, so yeah, not as many questions. But All right, everybody. We're going to get off here. We've been on here for almost two hours. So thanks for listening. If you, if you stick around <laughs> the whole, the whole uh, let's see here. Wait a minute. Uh-oh. Zeke, he said, let me see here. I was in Camp Adder and went up to Camp Adderberry. I was there too before pre-deployment. I'm sure he's talking about. He usually do workup. He was. I was 11B, 11C, 11 Bravo Infantry. I was at Taji all the time. Really? Ask. Do you remember all the tanks? All the abandoned tanks. I got a picture by the tanks. What year was he there? Let me see. Wait a minute. 2000 and sorry, 2005, 2007, maybe. I don't know. HK missions patrol. QRF. Yeah, quick reaction force. That's yeah, I don't know when you were there, but I don't know if you remember the base was getting attacked. I don't know if and uh some a mechanic went on the roof and took one in the stomach. I don't know if he was there for that. He'd probably remember that because there was some briefings after about this. Oh really? It's pretty interesting to see like tracers at night and stuff, so you could see the you know the, the fighting going on and wanted a better look. Guy went on a roof. Took a stray in the stomach. Oh my god! You serious? Yeah, I never heard this. That story. was at Taji. Well, I didn't know the person, but it's just interesting. But that's something that happened at Taji that maybe he'd remember. Zink says tank graveyard. I'm sure he saw it. There was a bunch. There was a. I wonder if he got to go. There was called the CEM yard captured enemy material. So there's a bunch of like Saddam's uh, 
golden guns. I got pictures with golden guns. Really? Guns in briefcases. There was like a head of a statue in there. So much interesting stuff. Sniper rifle with the barrels like four feet long. I mean, it's crazy stuff. I don't know if he got to go in there, but it's an interesting place. Doug Doug also said he spent time in Taji in 04. Doug, you may have crossed paths. Yep. Yep. How many guys are there at one time? Like how many? Like what? Like how many guys would you know? Would I know? Yeah, from there, no, not like a hundred. Yeah. I so I was there, and then I I was there. I got what's called cross leveled, which means you get taken out of your unit and added to another unit out of Bay City, Michigan. Now, when I got overseas, the water purification they had contractors do all that. Yeah. So then I got moved to the. 980th transportation company so i was with a bunch of people from louisiana doing convoy security so i was bouncing that's where that's how a water guy got put in doing convoys is because you know you're a soldier first so yeah Hmm. that's how it worked for me zeke said he was or james he said i was he was i was in a big i was in the big firefight on 59 alpha yeah it's not ringing any bells Hmm. i don't know yeah, he said he shot over 30,000 rounds in half an hour. That's a hot barrel. Yeah, yeah. that's a lot. That'd be glowing. Uh, yeah. I don't I, – I was honestly on base like maybe even half the time. I was gone a lot Yeah, on missions and stuff yeah. and convoys way up north and stuff. So right, I can't say – I mean, if he was talking about MSRs, you know, made supply routes, I could get that. But I don't know what 59 Alpha is, unless that's a gate something but i wasn't too familiar with mm-hmm. a lot of the gates doug said he he only passed through taji i was he was running convoy missions with the striker brigade strikers are strikers are badass there you go doug. love seeing strikers out there when we were out there yeah <laughs> come and save the day if you felt safe with them around uh kind that of and tanks yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that tanks oh all right Apaches were the best though Awesome guys. Yeah. Thanks for your service, everybody. Everybody's yep. putting that in here. Thank now. you. Everybody. Yep. All right. We'll get off here. Let you guys yeah. go. We're ne- next time I'll bring some pictures. If if we do cool. one again, I got some pictures. Um, some really interesting stuff. We could do that. Yeah. Throw them up on here. Yeah, I'll get I'll get them to you and we can go down memory lane a little bit. That'd be cool. That's all it's all interesting to me because it's like a, like a whole different world. Oh, and people don't realize what goes on too. Like yeah. The world, right. the world is a, what did I heard Jocko explain it one time? He's like, um, I don't know how he, I can't, I am, he would, he did it way more eloquently than I could ever say it, but I just be repeating what he said, but he's like, we, uh, he's like, you know, I saw all the evil in the world and he's like, we really, um, we we're just making it worse. Almost sometimes he felt like, you know, just, it's hard to, it's hard to quantify what you're doing out there sometimes, but right. it's, uh, just a crazy thing that happens. It's that a totally different in. lifestyle yeah. out there. You know, it's actually kind of, you kind of miss it because you're only looking forward, you know, looking out for your brother and yeah. sister out there and you don't worry about. Yeah. And I'm, I'm saying that or, wrong because he said it in a, in a way that made more sense than I just said. It wasn't a negative thing he was saying, but it's just like a, it was a, just a different way of living out there. You yeah. Know? Well, people take for granted like the freedoms and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? But. I know what you're talking about. I'm a big Jocko guy. Yeah. But I, I don't remember exactly either. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's like, you had to do evil things to evil people. 
right. essentially is what he was saying. It's I guess, and it's like people don't realize that happens, you know, for what we have here. Right. So, exactly. all right. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Bye.